0: Welcome to the Craft Imperial Podcast, a weekly podcast about cigars, whiskey, and all the banter you could possibly want. You'll join your host, the Bourbon Cowboy, the Viking, as each week we get into different cigars, different whiskeys, budget, hard to find, unicorn, you name it. The rabbit holes we're going to go down, insights, opinions, conversation, new releases from Craft and & Piro and anything else we can seem to let fall of our mouths that week. You guys enjoy this episode. Mahalo. It sure is a neat little, little
1: package.
0: Yep. Alright, alright. Aloha, guys. Welcome back to the Craft & podcast. You are here with your host, The Viking.
1: Yeah, The Bourbon Cowboy.
0: And we are here in Winterfell.
1: This is the saving grace
0: when it's the coldest I think it's ever been in St. Louis. I, I, think it's
1: either, I think it's more cold. It's colder today than it was uh, for the Chiefs game, I think, I, and I, I'll tell you why, is because I only started warming this room up about an hour ago, and it's still going up. Yeah. It's like, I mean, I, I think it was like 30 in here. And now we're up to 55. Yeah. Well, it's even to the point now too that when you walk in the door,
0: you feel the, you know, the heat yeah, wave. Yeah, it's warm. So it.
1: I imagine by the I think this thing will probably settle out around 60-something, and things get warmed up. So now I know if it's this cold, I need to start warming it up a little bit before. Um, But yeah, it's been cold in here. It was 21 in here this morning, and I was like, yeah, the plants have had it. But yet, look at that guy. He may be a different strain. He's still a green and booming. Because he looks still pretty damn good. Shit, hardy. man.
0: Oh, so you speaking of plants, you know I moved mine into the bedroom. Yeah. The, I got more I got limes growing on my lime tree. Whoa. there's two of them. I got one all year. Now I've got two.
1: Wow. <laughs> Maybe that's when they grow. Fucking I poor. remember having a banana tree <laughs> and one year I got a banana and it was just a little green banana starting and it was like the last week of the season. And it's wild, man. Absolutely wild. So I think it just takes that long. It's like pumpkins, man. It takes like, you know, 90 days. You plant those like in the beginning of June or end of May, I think, maybe. Really? To get 90 days? You need a good 90 days for a good pumpkin. I get it.
0: All right, well. Anyway, yeah. Yeah, let's, so let's do this. we have a fun episode today. We kind of got a two-parter. Um, we're starting off with something really unique from Black Label Trading and Fox Cigar out of Gilbert and... Uh, or Gilbert and Phoenix, Arizona. Um, excited about that. One thing I do need to do though is before he gets on, you want to un TV remote, hit the unmute button or the mute button, just so when he does come on later, we yeah, he pops through. Um, so uh, you guys know that I I love Fox. It's I think it's one of the coolest lounges uh, in the country. It's a really cool, unique place and. We'll all get out there at some point in time. They've been a really good connection for us when we have looking for Tatuaje and, and some other Black Label stuff. When we can't get it locally, we've been able to get it through Fox. And um, So we had heard about this Black Label combination that they do, and you guys were cool enough to send out the Araposa Blanca, which you see right there. You see the Fox on it. Um, it's the Fox Cigar special release and private blend that they do with black label training company and this is from 2022 fox cigar exclusive 2022 so so wow these are much older than i thought why the hell did he send these now why is the I'm not saying no what what's
1: what's in the name
0: alraposa blanca i don't know but i understand is that why a there's, region i understand why there's a fox on it
1: well <laughs> i put that together by myself I don't know. Let me see. Well, because I've seen very unique names like that for cigars, and usually it's a specific little region. It's a butterfly. Oh. Well, so there you go. No region.
0: Nope, never mind. Ignore that. A butterfly. Okay. I'm curious. I want to see what it says about it. Well... Hmm. Great spice, bone flavor, I don't know, we'll dig into that some more. I don't, I don't like to do the radio silence thing, but we'll dig into that some more. But very beautiful looking cigar, man. I mean, it's a nice box press, Ecuador and Connecticut, and then I believe it's a, a scurrow that's barber-pulled into it. But it's a beautiful little detailed cigar there. Of course, if you guys are following the Patreon, you'll see all of this on video. So, And they also sent this guy over, too
1: ashtray cutter and lighter yeah it yeah. all kind of fits in there like a nice little package yeah, can, yeah. yeah. cute <laughs> little fox that's the cute kids will fall in love with it and they'll be clipping their fingers off and it'll be cute well it's a
0: dummy cutter so a little bit at a
1: time oh it's one like <laughs> yeah what do you,
0: perfecto cutter
1: oh perfecto yeah, yeah I, I well if you put your finger in this you're well, going to that's obviously
0: myself. a little higher quality than right. this one right here yeah because if i pull this apart too hard we ain't got no cutter. Anymore. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it's cutting to those. And what uh, would you pour up, buddy?
1: Well, now I just reorganized all of my bourbon and moved it, which, you know, even if I wasn't. Um, I'm, I'm doing some remodeling in my basement, so I had to move it from one side to the other. But even if I wasn't, it's really a good idea to move your bourbon, um, just get it moving, hitting the cork. And um, and just check on it and everything and everything looked pretty good. I had one bottle, maybe the cork wasn't tied enough, it was cladding up a little bit, maybe on something. I think it was a single barrel uh, 792. But this one, this Starlight Distilling, I think the first time we had this was at Weston, and this may have been gifted to us through Rusty,
0: uh, yeah. Um, the, or it
1: may have been a different one. It was, I don't it, know.
0: was it was Starlight, but it was uh, they did a barrel pick on it. It had the. Remember it had the... um Oh, what was it? Angry- well, this
1: is SDL Bourbon Society.
0: Yeah. No, the one... Okay, well, okay, so that's a barrel pick, too. Right. Him and his buddies have that whiskey group they're in, and they right. picked one. remember on the back, it had the picture of the angry liberal. <laughs> like, the lady just, right. like, freaking out with her mask down, screaming. And they called it something. I don't know. But, yeah, it was Starlight.
1: So, that's so anyway, about this that is Starlight, and it's a single barrel. It's a barrel pick by St. Louis Society... It's about 116 proof. We've had, not this particular, well, I'm sure we have, because I've got it. Yeah. I just can't remember. I don't, I didn't buy this. This had to be gifted to us through somebody. Oh. And it may have been Paul, now that I think about it. it might've been Paul right. Cass, or, um, I don't know, we might've picked this up. I'm gonna up. go back and see if I we can. We might've picked this up at, um, at um, uh, Crew. At one of the bourbon. Things. Oh,
0: I may have either crew or did you get it at the ABV shop? The barrel shop down there. What barrel? In Arnold, ABV.
1: Oh no. 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 Uh. Uh-uh. Well, anyway. Anyway. We've yeah. had these before, and they were in. I just saw it, and I was like, well, yeah, let's pull this up, and give this a little uh, sipper a go. And you know, typically St. Louis Bourbon Society picked. Pretty good stuff. So, definitely. Well, let's cheers that. Yeah, man, this is a box rest. Yeah, it is. That sucker is boxy.
0: Ooh, is that a rye. Hmm.
1: That's pretty good. I can tell it's a little sweeter because it's probably a little cold, Yeah. but they don't break down uh, the blend and what's in it, uh, like percentages, but I can taste a little malt in that. Um, Well, it's not going to tell us. Um, And it's... I'm sure it's MGP. Um, Indiana, blah, 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 blah. Farmed since 1843, distilled, aged and bottled by Starlight. Huber Road, Indiana. Anyway, um, yeah, I can I get the rye in there and but then I can I can taste the little malt. Yeah in there maybe even a little wheat uh, but I don't you don't you don't see too much wheat and malt together but um, anyway we won't know because nothing's on the bottle all right well, I'm gonna like this yeah let's do it foxy brown up here let's see, let's see what
0: we got here yeah this would be this would be cool black label always been something you know we've talked about it it's definitely in our rotation but it's not an everyday rotation and it's kind of hard to be too because uh no one sells it around here at least i thought crew had some down there from
1: time to time but they did
0: i just don't know about now right i take that back the hill the hill is a black label account because that's where i got my hive box from yeah All right, all right. Sorry, that little downtime you hear from us right there is cigar lighting time. Um, so, yeah, excited about this, getting to this. Um, we had a great, we had a fun-packed weekend, man. It was a, a Chiefs win over the Dolphins, and now we found out that we have to go make Josh Allen cry in his own home, which, you know, that'll be fun. Did you see how Texas sent you today, though? Real football talk real quick. Jason Kelsey announced his retirement.
1: Yeah, I there was, uh, there was. I guess he told everybody right after the game. Yeah, in the locker room, I guess. But yeah. He did not look happy. <laughs> he um, was sad. That was a yeah. Bonkers ass game, man. But yeah. But what's funny is he's retiring last whatever, blah blah blah, and then you know another bait thrown out there. You know maybe he'll join his brother in Kansas City. I mean, hey, we can move Tooney over to the
0: left guard and get rid of Taylor. On <laughs> uh, 74? Yeah, Taylor. Getting fucking rid of him. Oh and then God. we just drop Jason Kelsey in for two more years
1: as center. Let's He's fucking go. He's always good for two offsides. And then what, what did he do Dude, this last time? did
0: you see that stat that came what up? What the fuck was
1: that? Do you know that he himself this year,
0: himself, was penalized more than any defense that played the Chiefs all year? How is that even, how do you have a job? The problem is they paid him like $20 million, so they can't just
1: fire him, <laughs> you know. But, yeah, I don't understand. I, I don't know. If he's staying, I, I just, everybody in the bar was just like, oh, my God. That fucking guy would. Um, And it's not like he does it on a series where there's nothing really happening. It's always at a crucial moment. Where we need to move the ball, not that we don't need to move the ball always. Right. But it always comes at an important time.
0: Well, it always comes when it's third and two. Plays run up, you're ready to go, and then bam, right. now it's third and seven. Right. You got to rework the whole thing. But yeah,
1: but we're so we're on the Chiefs now. I will say this: the great thing about that game is, you know, everybody was talking about the Eagles. Can they restart? Um, you know, Kansas city, you know, none of the big boys played Sunday. We luckily came out with a win on that, which really didn't matter, right? Didn't matter at all. But were we able to take time off, take a week off and the starters get back in there and restart. And I really felt like, um, you know, obviously it was one of the fourth coldest, um, Gains in it NFL was history. it was
0: the fourth coldest in NFL history and the coldest kickoff at Arrowhead
1: so Kelsey dropped some balls um, there was some balls dropped I, I but there was some balls caught and there was a lot of good things um, played I felt like they played all together much better the defense played good I, I felt like the defense was getting off on the offense, finally clicking a little bit. That, that vibe was back. Right. right? I like, felt some mojo um, coming back in this game, and I'm hoping that can continue. And if we can beat Buffalo, the mojo is even going to be greater because we're going to need it no matter who we play in the uh, the AFC um uh, final. Yeah, we just gotta so. keep
0: we gotta keep going, man. Right, and I'm gonna throw this out there, uh, just because in case it comes true, I want to be sure that I said it again. Remember when I was joking and everybody was freaking out about the Bill or the Chiefs going into the wild card? Yeah. Right, and I was like, okay, so you remember the first Super Bowl that Patrick Mahomes won when they beat the 49ers? He came in at nine and four, or yeah, ten and six or whatever into the playoffs, went on to win it. I was like, here's something else I want you to think about. Eli Manning played for the Giants for 11 years, won two Super Bowls. None of those Super Bowls were won by the Giants being a great team. The Giants won both those Super Bowls on two years against the Patriots, where they started in the last seed in the wild card, worked all the way through the NFC Championship, and then won the Super Bowl. And if you're telling me that the Eli Manning and the New York Giants can do that, I won't bet any money against Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid and Steve Spagnuolo that they can't
1: do yeah, it, too. Yeah, I saw somebody the other day, and I it was a coach. Um, oh, I, I know who it was. It was Brett Farr. And they asked him, what do you think the chances are of the Chiefs repeating and winning another Super Bowl? And he was just outright, didn't even break stride. He said, they're the defending Super Bowl champions, and somebody – can show me something different. I have them, Oh, I love that. He goes, I have them doing the same thing they did last year. I love that. He goes, I have the confidence in them and I just I think that they're barring something really unusual happening. He goes, I think they're right there again. Man, the
0: way they tie shit to, it's like you said, the way they were vibing this weekend. Look dude, it wouldn't matter if if you know they're one wicked linebacker. That's the biggest issue Miami have is that Goldilocks wasn't there. That's not going to change that game, man. I mean, it maybe shuts down some of the runs, but okay. You know, I Who's Goldilocks? Uh, Van Van Luton. He's that crazy linebacker from Miami. He's got long, blonde hair. Oh. Well. Van Nguyen or whatever. He's a, he's a killer linebacker. I mean, he's like top of the league linebacker. He wasn't there. But, I don't know. We're excited about that. We're going to be right here Sunday at 5 o'clock. And hopefully I'm leaving here in a good mood.
1: Yeah, I, don't, I got faith, man. I don't see any. What did you say? I got faith. Oh, faith. Yeah. What'd you uh, I said? <laughs> I don't know what did you say? I got paid. I was like, what? what? Anyway. Um, no, man. I, I and The other thing that I saw when the Chiefs are playing good, they're playing loose. Right? They're, and I think that loose is confidence. And I thought they've lost a little bit of their looseness, you know. Um. But even so, it always has come down to one catch. And they've always been one catch away from being the number one seed. I mean, really, come on. So, I, I just think um, they have a great week of practice. Go up there and do their thing and get back to Kansas City. And let's see what um, – well, is Baltimore playing Saturday? Yes. Oh, so we'll know. No. Hang on.
0: Hang on. They're either playing Saturday or they're playing at noon.
1: I have a sneaky suspicion they're playing Saturday. Um, I think they have to. I think it's one game each day. Like
0: AFC and NFC on Saturday, then AFC NFC on Sunday. Yeah, I think. Here we go. Okay, well, I uh, think we'll know. so divisional round. We have Texans Ravens Saturday at three thirty. Yep. Yep. And then the Packers Niners are seven fifteen, and then. We got Buccaneers and Lions at 2, and then we're at 5.30 Sunday.
1: Yeah.
2: Nice. You what know, like about well, a 5.30 we'll game? The, uh,
1: we'll be the end cap of the whole weekend. <sighs> yep. That's how it's supposed to be.
0: Anyway, so uh, it was kind of funny. Um, what do you think? I'm, I know I'm doing my stick, but what do you think about this? For an Ecuadorian, it's, real, it's like...
1: No spice yet. At
0: no, all. but it's 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 dry. Yeah. Like it's supposed to be, but it's you know for being in Ecuador and Connecticut and you know I'm you know it's to like me super
1: quiet. I'm getting
0: yeah you know, to me just, this looks looking at it it looks like it's supposed to be sneaky strong, but very mild. But right now it's like it's dry. Like it, it should be spicy. And maybe it's the palate. Like maybe if you don't smoke so much strong so many strong cigars, it is spicy. But no, 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 It's good. I mean, it does what a Brock's Press does. It smokes phenomenal, as of right now. But I was thinking about this earlier. You know, we were downstairs, and we were talking about some of the bourbon and everything. You remember when the uh, Buffalo Trace cigars came out? Yeah. You know what they just released? The E.H. Taylor Single Barrel Cigar. Really? Yeah. Or, I'm sorry, because oh, they have the Eagle Rares out, too. Buffalo Trace, Eagle Rare, and now they just did E.H. Taylor Single Barrel. And
1: is this all with... Um um same one who did pappy the
0: uh um... no this is with stg drew estate does van winkle oh okay so yeah. it's not with drew estate. no that's what i was thinking this is with uh stg or general general is doing it oh Ooh. it's a partner actually you know that one let me go check that again i don't think it's i think technically it is one of the the owners of stg is the one that got this deal going general does distribute it obviously but I think one of the owners of Scandinavian Tobacco Group was the one
1: to put this into play. Well, we but, did a box of the Buffalo Trace, and I thought they were really good, well-rounded I, cigar. Dude,
0: um, and especially for when they came and we out, we did
1: robustos. I would have liked to have done that torpedo. A,
0: a, t- well, yeah, the torpedo was the, the the special F or special E, I think, is what it was. But my thing with it was, remember I told you this? I was like, ah, see, the cigar got really, really popular, which you knew it would, because the robusto sizes are like 575. The Toro is like seven. That special ERF F was 1250. You know, it's like, okay, and it's only a 12 count box. You know, um, but the box looks really cool. I, I can show you the box, and it's not, um, it's not expensive. Let me see if I can get this. It hit my the fucking text thread thing. But I think we get some and try them and do it. But the box looks
1: looks pretty dope. Well, if they were smart, they'd do it like the old wooden case crates that they... Have you seen this? No. But oh, that's exactly what they did. Yeah. Cause I mean, w- the, I'd always wanted one in of those crates. In the, in the but best they're... way
0: that they can. I mean, that's the... Oh, yeah. You know. I like the pigtail. I mean, it's a corojo, too, so it's going to be a stronger cigar, at least mouthfeel. Um, it looks good, but 175 for a box of 15
1: so, the so those will be everywhere general usually. Or yeah, you're you gonna select. you're gonna find these
0: anywhere that you found Buffalo Trace or Eagle Rare, you're gonna find that. So we got plenty of places we, we can pick tried that an up. Eagle Rare. I didn't because it was when I I was regularly around them. They were only in the five packs, and I wasn't buying a five pack to smoke one.
1: You know, I like our now. Do you see our picture out here? Mm-hmm. It looks grainy. But are you telling me that when somebody else is watching us, when or, somebody else watches it, as as it bell, this is what they see? It's clear as a bell. Yeah. And if that's what they're seeing, we could actually use a little more light, which I'm surprised because well, I got could light. turn my I could turn my laptop up. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay.
0: That's just my brightness on the screen. If I turn uh, it up, it's gonna blow that up up there. Yeah. The difference. The difference with this though is. Like, I've got an, this is a, an HDMI cord. It's not a 4K transfer cord. You have a 4K TV. So, it's like, it's it's taking the, ugh, I'm not going to do that. Whatever the image card is, it's on my laptop, is not the same image card that is the TV. So, it's just coming over a little hazy when I blow it up. But, so say if I come down here and I bring it down like that,
1: that's the picture. Oh, I got See it. See what I'm saying? It's well, I was watching get. Kelsey's, uh, what is it, New Heights? New Heights, yeah. I was watching theirs. Oh, dude, uh, they got professional
0: sponsors and, and
1: producers and shit. I can tell dude. they're reading it off the screen, too.
0: <laughs> yeah. I'm like, yeah, we don't have that I remember shit. the first couple episodes I listened to at New Heights. I was like, damn, these guys are really good though. They just rattle the same shit off every now and then. But then I'd see the shorts on YouTube, and <laughs> Travis will be like, he's reading a paper in school. He's like, you don't see his face. The paper's up here, and he's like, I want to tell you about our new
1: sponsor, State Farm. <laughs> if we had if we had a show just like that, I could see you being more. Um, um, I would be more like Travis. I just see he's a he's talking more. I think you always kind of talk and lead um, with us a little bit more, and then I'm inputting and whatever. And you know he he's kind of um, no wait a minute. You're thinking Jason. Yeah, Jason. Yeah. He's reading. He's yeah. probably prepped a little Travis's bit. color commentary. He's got it, kind of <laughs> how it's going. And well, then Travis is like, huh. yo, man, that's going after the money. The
0: joke is now, Jason was on his way to retirement, so he was getting his shit right. Yeah. No, it'd be cool. I mean, I was talking to somebody the other day. They were like, hey, so they're like, oh, George from Woodworks, the asterisk. Yeah. He was like, man, you guys always place the ad, like, so cool in the episode. And I'm like... Dude, do you know how I do that? He goes, I mean, I'm sure it takes time. I went, no, I look at Hodge and I go like this, and then I hit a button, and then when I go like this, we start talking again. Yeah. It's a whole thing we got going. You know, if we, were, if we knew what we were doing right now and we were in Paramount Studios in the 20s,
1: shit, son. Well, the funny thing <laughs> is, is I was in radio when I got to, um, so when I went to Juul, everybody gets a little work-study program. And they're like well what do you want to do well i definitely wanted to work maintenance you know i i like working with my hands and then george toma and chip toma took care of the field so i wanted to be a part of that right and learn as much as what, I do, you, what do you mean by that like part of the field well because initially when i went to jewel the chiefs training camp was there and, oh, oh yeah you've told me about and that. and their yeah. playing field and our practice field George Toma is the NFL guy. Now, I'd I have to check to see if he's still taken care of. Chip would have been his son taking over it now. But the Rose Bowl, number one grass field in America. Number two was William Jewell College. No shit. And they would spend about 160000 170000 redoing the field every year. So I got to be a part of that and learn how to do that and see firsthand but then I also like doing radio uh, spots. So I had a little radio show. And it was pretty cool when I first started because it was like, you know, I was like, um, the name of the radio station was KWP. So it was like, hey, this is KWPB 92 FM here on the hill. That radio voice, right? right? And I, yeah. You know, I was like, okay, they would record it. and It would be like, man, you, you got a good radio voice. and But I was myself. I could play my own. Music and everything, and then that was very short lived.
0: Well, see that because because then then it was all got
1: into like, oh no, you're not doing that. We're we're programming it. Yeah, yeah. So you'll have to play specific. They're like cassettes you have to put in, and you have to follow a format.
0: This is what the what what that's what became podcasts. You know, I listen I listen to a lot of yeah. I like true crime. I listen to like five podcasts, hours. Uh, I listened to Rogan, I listen to KC Sports Network, Psychopedia, and um, Last Podcast on the Left. And guys like, when, when the guests that come on Rogan and people on LPOTL and Psychopedia, all these guys, whether they worked in radio or they had to do radio shows for business 20 years ago, they're like, this is what came of that. Because you look at true form or long form conversation. When you're on a radio, dude, you get, what's a radio do in an hour? They'll probably pay, play 12 songs, you know, three talking segments. You're going to get five commercials. Right. And each radio shows, what, three hours for four, something like that? I don't know, from six to ten or whatever. They're Is like, Rogan,
1: usually a two-hour show? Fuck, his shit's now up to like three, dude. Oh. Yeah. Well, the more time, the more it yeah he's, Everybody likes him. Then you get Well, and then even even money. my thing yeah. with Rogan,
0: I don't listen to all of them anymore because it's like he'll have, and this is no disrespect to him at all by any means. He had his buddy on that he's known for 30 years, and they just started talking about shit they used to do, and I'm like, okay. But then his next episode, he'll have fucking Neil deGrasse
1: Tyson but on. But did you like that him and his buddy? Yeah, it was great. Okay, it was great.
0: But then like, like
1: what it is with me. And well, you.
0: no, 100%. I get that, uh, but but see his levels though. It's him and his buddy from Boston, twenty or thirty-five years ago. Then he had Neil deGrasse Tyson on to talk about black holes and interlooping special dimensions.
1: Right, and that just shit about Kind of what's going on in our sucks lives sucks me in. And yeah. With football and sports around St. Louis, it's not like we're had, you know, hanging out here at twelve o'clock with George Norrie. and you know,
0: but are what if any we superstars, did?
1: Superstars, <laughs> you know, we've we had
0: some superstars. We got some superstars coming on today. We got the. Brandon Marsh, a big Sky yeah, cigar. Yeah, yeah, no,
1: I'm not. I'm not. Especially in Super the cigar world, we've yeah. had some great people. Yeah.
0: On. Uh, I have a message for you from Lars, by the way. Oh yeah. Yeah, man. What he say? Hey. Oh. No, I'll tell you after this. It's kind of it's with this, and he's coming back. He's coming around. He's gonna so, make another trip around. Yeah, he's gonna sun. be out here.
1: Yeah. Cool. Oh, I can't wait for
0: that. He's back. Uh, back on with, um, somebody now. I think it's. I think it's General. I don't know. We'll get into all that after, because oh. I, I need to read it, because I don't want to say it now. And then he's with fucking Rocky Patel and Madonna or some shit, and I don't know it. But uh, bourbon marmalade oh, for the queen again. Hey, but.
1: speaking of Madonna, I have caught some Instagram. Hits all right, of can hers. we
0: do this real quick? Because I have this conversation with men now. I need to know. Maybe it's just because of my age. Did you ever find Madonna attractive?
1: Oh hell yes. Ah, dude. No. The well, hottest thing she, she ever great. did.
0: The hottest thing she ever did was make out with Britney Spears.
1: Yeah, but I mean, I always kind of liked her. She was on the cutting edge. I mean, this was all 80s, right, when when things were breaking loose with MTV. But oh, yeah. what I'm just telling you is this gal is getting old now, and I've seen her in some concerts, and she's, I've heard her voice, and she does be... not sound very good. Well, I, I you know, I, I say this. And she does not, I mean, does she got a fake ass on her or something? Because it looks like bags
0: hanging on I her I don't butt. really pay attention to Madonna, so I don't know. We well, would I we either, would but research it just came up on
1: my Instagram. And oh, it's like yeah. Madonna's ass, yeah. and I'm like, really? I don't know. And I can hear her singing, and I'm like, God. I, I don't know about a- that. I, yeah, I, have, I anyway, have no idea. I have no idea. I'm sure no, no one's going to tell us either way, because no. I'm sure there's not too many no. people not really not. watching Madonna. And we're, well. Yeah, we're not getting the answer to that one. Um, but
0: I don't, I've liked her music. Her music was cool. But yeah. um, Oh, on top of, E.H. Uh, e. Taylor, uh, coming out, uh, as the cigar, um, oh, should I, dro- oh, Crown Heads is dropping a new, the first new blend of 23 or 24 next month. It's an oily dark guy. Don't know what it is. have oh. no idea what it is, but John posted a, uh, a picture on his Instagram um, and it looks <coughs> right here, just dark, Ooh, oily, pretty little guy. Yeah. Uh, I mean, oh, one it looks, comes out on the seventh. Oh shit. It comes out tomorrow. I'll it it tell you what it is looks tomorrow. like the Cyclops.
1: Um, no, it looks like, uh, his redo, the Drac redo. Oh yeah. 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 Hmm. anyway Anyway. but
0: so the cigar's got some fun flavor in it right now it's got um you're gonna laugh but it's kind of like i don't know how to articulate what i'm trying to say but i'm saying eggnog hopefully you can help me here there's a there's a spice to it now but it's not a pepper it's uh yeah and i just did my first retro
1: hail and i did i'm getting a little spice now but it's a baking spice yeah and i'm i'm like the lilac on your tongue, the, I don't know. Eggnog is what I'm saying. Ugh. Yeah. I rode that eggnog out as far as I could. I had a couple more glasses. Dude, but you know what's funny about eggnog with me? I get so excited about eggnog. I'll have like four glasses of it and then I end up throwing it away. Right. Because I'm like, after the next day you stay away cause you had two or three glasses. And then day three comes around, and then you're like going like, eh, should I really dip? That <laughs> yeah, in right, right. And then it ends up down the drain. Yeah, but will was you, cool. It's
0: like eggnog is, and I'll, I'll tell you right now, we we had it when we were doing the Stogies in Cinema in December, and having it with this eggnog with a cigar. I like it, the, but the issue is, is like you said, right? If you got a, if you got a little, we're smoking this Arpaio uh, Blanca right now, right? That's at least, if you were going to do eggnog, a whole cigar, because you got to drink eggnog when it's cold, man. It, it slightly warms up. It's it's a Rocky movie, and you're chugging well, egg whites. Well, I'm
1: not saying uh, pina coladas pair well with cigars, but I'm used to, in the summer, you know, when I'm done with my cut and whatever, and I light one up, usually uh, a pina colada is the first thing to kind of wind my day you know, down well, a little bit. If it's a hundred degrees, I'm yeah. sure it's amazing. Yeah.
0: Because honestly, what what? So you're smoking a, so you're smoking one of your wares, right? So you're you got some some grainy pepper leathers, yeah, and then you I got am. coconut. Yeah. That sounds amazing. <laughs> when you think about it, you know, maybe cooling your palate down because you do it on crud. I mean, your pina colada are the fucking best, but
1: yeah, but I'm popping popsicles. Yeah. Every night. Oh, know, okay. It's like, we, we usually quit eating around, you know, we have dinner around 5 or 6. You know nine, what my thing is? By 8 or 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock rolls around. I'm going to the drawer for a popsicle. Oh, that's
0: when I pop the bag of popcorn, dude.
1: Oh. I fucking love popcorn. Popcorn's a gamble because if you're lucky, you can have one nice sitting of popcorn and you don't get a kernel stock but there's that every other oh, time uh, you get a kernel the crunch and I have to deal with it. And yeah. then I'm like poking. I got yeah. forks and utensils in my try to get that kernel out of somewhere.
0: The worst is when you don't find it till you're going to Two brush your teeth. Later. And you're like, what the fuck is that? It's all stuck up in your molar or something. I gotta get the um, water pick out, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, the starlight is good. I like this. Yeah, it's got a little burn. And um, do you know, do you know much about Starlight? No. Like anything, anything about it?
1: No, I just, you know, from when we had it with Rusty up there, I think we've had two or three different bottles of this through the I've last had, couple d- years.
0: Yes. The only, cause this is, this will mark, it's gotta be the only third time I've had it. Cause the only bottle that I've ever had was I, I had what was left of that bottle that we had in Weston. Yeah. The the whatever it was left, of. and then we ended up drinking that later too. And then you and I had another one of these, but I don't remember the one we had having the Bourbon Society on it. I don't remember that. No. Because we would have referenced that. This one's that.
1: definitely different. And I definitely think that that bottle was uh, a little lighter green. Um. I was gonna pick up a Search Weston. Uh. and see us on the back of the tailgate. Oh, is that the oh, podcast? there it is. But I see Makers 101. I see Penelope uh, Penelope. Yeah, that was
0: that barrel strength pick we got. Maybe he Zay. wasn't
1: there yet.
0: He's not standing right there on the corner.
1: I see you. I don't think he's
0: there yet. Oh, he may have been the one taking the picture. I thought I saved that picture. We had recently. barrel strength. There was a barrel pig Penelope that we all bought there, because that's what everybody was going nuts
1: over. Yeah. And well, I remember we went over and got that. Um, yeah, I don't see it sitting on the back of the deal. Shit, well, I'll find it. I, I'll. Either way, I could just. It was a different one. It was a different one. There you go. I'll just fucking ask him. Well, um, so we've got Big Sky coming on here, he'll just it'll pop in whenever he wants to join us.
0: Yeah, uh, in about he's gonna come on in about 10 minutes. So we'll pause these and jump on with him and then have something great to come back to. But uh, when he comes on, he's gonna come right on here like Barry did with RD one. And we're gonna hear him directly through there, record everything through here and be really good to go. So beautiful. Yeah, that, I see what you're seeing. Like, this is diluted. It's just because of the transfer to that. Wow. Well, I, I wish I could explain that. <laughs> that is better than that. Visually. You know what I mean? I got you. Um, I like this cigar, dude. And you know, it looks incredibly, like, box-pressed. I don't know if I because I I just took the barrel of the cap off of it yeah but it's and I'm saying this I don't want to contradict myself here but it's smoking like a box press, okay like you don't have to try hard to smoke this cigar no but it's not that snorkeling feeling where and what I mean by that you've had a snorkel on and you've you've blown in when the tides come over and it just straight into your throat. That's what I mean when it breathes like a snorkel and a cigar, just straight to the back of your. But throat. there
1: is a little baker's spice in this, but it's really mild for me. Um. um yeah, and the the wrapper is that is that a habano wrapper? Uh,
0: yeah. It's ecu- that sucker no, is smooth. Ecuador, cool. and Connecticut. And then this is either Habano or Escuro. I'd have to look it up.
1: <clears throat> was it
0: on? No, I, I can go to the website. Okay, that's
1: all right. No big deal. Yeah, we'll just, figure it out later. That, but... wrap, that wrapper was just like smooth as silk. Jesus. Uh, it's,
0: I mean, it's absolutely amazing, man. And I love the... Because lo- it's so funny, right? When you look at Fox's label. So this is Fox's logo. Big LED signs, 15 by 15 on their building. But then you let James Brown get a hold of it, and you get some Hansel and Gretel style. You know what I mean? Who's James Brown? Owner of Black Label Training Company. And he's an artist? He
1: I, or has some
0: ideas, I think, and he's giving it yeah. to Yeah, I mean, what I mean by that is when you look at Black Label product, right? Yeah. Green Hornet, Wasp. Salvation, <clears throat> bishops' plan, the, all the the the
1: real like Vatican, the real neo-Gothic designing. I mean, when you look at ours, I mean, I would think you could kind of tell that there's a consistency about who did them. Oh, hundred percent. Oh, yeah, no, it doesn't matter
0: at all. You, I firmly yeah. believe if you lay those down, you who's the artist? Like, it's not. Right. It's not like. Um, uh, and see, and I, that's a really fun point to bring up when you're talking cigars. Now there's not, I don't really, I can't really think of one cause I, I'm pretty sure everybody in marketing would be like, Hey, don't do that. But don't draw any, your own shit. Yeah. Or don't change it constantly. You know what I mean? So what I mean by that is each one of our cigars have a different logo. Each one, different story, completely different blends, all that. We all know that. But when you look at the designs of, the, la- of the, the logos, the labels, you can tell it's all done by the same person, right? When you look at any company, you can immediately address the cigar to the company. You know what I mean? And the name doesn't have to be on it, right? Or it doesn't, not just because the name is on it, okay? When you look at Tatuaje, across the board, I don't care what label you put on it. Even when you go to the surrogates, even when you go to La Mizon, when you look at these different ones, the Atelier lines, logos are completely different. Colors are completely different. But you can see the consistency of the brand in the logo. Like foundation. Yeah.
1: They definitely have a theme.
0: Even, even crown heads. Yes. Even Now take Dos Calaveras out of it, right? Because obviously it's the same thing every year, different color. But when you look at La Imperiosa... And then you look at Luminosa, t- orange and black, small line, Luminosa written in gold, Lomperiosa, baby blue, and silver. Pull them away and bring them in like that. You can see, like, fonts are the same. Yeah. Distances of lettering is the same. You know, placement on the cigar is, the, you know what I mean? You can tell that it's there.
1: <clears throat> yeah. You know. Well, I, listen, and I'll always be excited about adding something to the black and white series, but... I am really looking forward to doing another line and reinventing some newer artwork that has some, I'm not saying a shitload of color in it, but a different style um, in this next line that we do.
0: Oh, yeah. I think. Yeah. But even again, still in there when though however many cigars that comes out to be and in, in that line right then four or five i think is what we were thinking or whatever I, you know you're gonna know it's not it's not gonna change yeah it will be completely different by design but the creativity and the illustration will still be signatured but you'll be able to see it you know what i mean it's like i'm not an art guy you know i don't collect art but there's a reason like People can look at a Van Gogh and know it's a Van Gogh, or know somebody did this or whatever. You know, not that. Just I just compare your cigar labels to Van
1: Gogh. That's fantastic. (laughs) That's
0: fantastic. I mean, you're welcome. You said Van Gogh. I thought about.
1: um, In college, we had you know, there's certain things you have to do in your four years. One is a self portrait. I don't know whatever happened to it but it was hideous. <laughs> it was just hideous. I don't think anybody wants to see a picture of them painted but um and I had to do it with uh, a palette. Palette painting is uh, a certain technique that you have to you, you lay it down with your palette and whatever and I was right. just like, "Oh my god, this is horrible." Yeah. That's all good though. I wish I had a picture of it. I'm sure I do somewhere. I told Janine, I said, we need to, you know, now that we're through um, five phones that we've got packaged and our SD cards are still in there, we need to pull those SD uh, uh, SD cards and get all those pictures transferred um, because we, we act like there's no pictures of some of our stuff in Utah. And I know there is. They're in our old phones. We just need to pull those cards and, or whatever we, whatever we do. (laughs) I'm not a, you know, a media guy or however that works, but definitely need to try to do that. All right. Well, so what we're going to do guys is, uh,
0: normally I don't hit you with when we're going to do an ad, but I'm going to plug an ad in here real quick. We're going to get set up. And when we come back on, uh, we are going to introduce you to Brandon Marsh of Big Sky Cigar. It's going to be a good time. And yeah. uh, for the Patreon, you guys are obviously going to stay right here with us on the video. Um, we're going to get the box pulled up. We're going to take a look at um, some uh, next pour and everything like that. And then we'll have him on here in just a couple minutes. You guys stand by.
2: Yeah. Elevate your smoking ritual
0: with Woodworks Custom Exotic Wood Ashtrays. Crafted to perfection. Each ashtray tells a unique story of luxury and sophistication.
2: Experience the artistry of exotic woods tailored to your taste. Discover yours today. Visit woodworks.co or Instagram at
0: woodworks
1: underscore STL. Ignite elegance with every ash.
2: Hey guys, FFK here. Make sure you tune into every episode of Crafting Poodle. And don't forget that, as listeners, you guys receive a 15% discount on the entire order when you shop at my store. Promo code craftboodle 15 Once again, craftboodle 15 Make sure you follow me at Instagram at FFK underscore stands. So you can receive that discount. And once again, thanks for listening and thanks for enjoying the podcast.
0: All right, right, everyone, we are back. Uh, We're going to have Brandon pop on here in just a second. We uh, got the cigars moved over and get all that going. We're going to repeat ourselves a little bit here, but what we're going to smoke is the uh, Big Sky Yellowstone. This is the 550 Robusto. You guys see that there? It's got the awesome freaking... We were just talking about the background and the... Billings, Montana. Yeah. What do, you think um, that, what do you think that river is? I, mean, I guess we're going to ask. Or lake or whatever, I guess. I don't
1: know. It's a river It flows. Think, Rivers flow. <laughs> I'm trying to think right now um, where melee's made. I think it's made... I think that may be in Bozeman. Where what's made? They're making miele vodka for... Uh, oh, no shit. Jason Momoa. Momoa stuff. That's awesome. Yeah. I will check that out, but I'm pretty sure.
0: <clears throat> you spent much time in Montana? On what? Have you spent much time in Montana?
1: No? Um no. I've, I've, I've... I mean I've been into Yellowstone, I've been to Billing uh Cody. Yeah. No, wait a minute. Cody's Wyoming. Much more time in like Cheyenne and Wyoming, all the way up through Evanston and all the way up through Star Valley, all the way up into, um, well, uh, Jackson Hole. Yeah. I've been there Wyoming. Three yeah, three or four times. I've been through Yellowstone a couple of times. That's still the
0: funniest shit because we're smoking the Yellowstone. The Yellowstone. You, <clears throat> I remember last year one of the funniest things that I was seeing on social media was the the people driving through Yellowstone that would get right up against these bison and try and take selfies with them and just get kicked in the face. Or mm. ran over and trampled and, you know, I, it's, well, it's wild. I mean, you can't fix stupid. No, man. You, you just cannot. cannot.
1: Well, what the hell was I going to look up? I was, uh. So this would
0: be cool. Oh, you're looking
1: up the vodka. Momoa oh, yeah, vodka. yeah. me
0: so we're probably going to repeat some of this, but this Big Sky. So we first got hooked up with Big Sky. Uh, you guys remember, it was early last year, um, or maybe it could have been middle of the year. We were doing a podcast, and we had uh, Tommy Guns on with us, and he was repping Big Sky at the time, and we got on the phone with Brandon, and uh, they definitely dropped us some boxes. So everybody on the Patreon has smoked all of Big Sky. We did spread a lot of that around, so that was fun. Um, So here we go. Brandon's here. I'm going to go ahead and bring him in. All right, we got him. Brandon, how you doing, big guy?
2: Good, how are you guys?
0: Good, man. Where are you hanging out right now?
2: I'm at a clubhouse cigar bar
0: in the Woodlands. In
2: hey, New Orleans? The what? Texas.
0: Low- oh, in Texas. Okay. Hand me that. Hand me that remote. So, all right, dude. Thanks for hopping on here with us. What? Uh, what are you smoking right now? Madison, right on. So we we pulled out of this box. We've had this uh, Yellowstone box for shit since Tommy gave them to us last year. So we uh we've passed we passed a bunch of these around um all across the Patreon. So everybody on the Patreon smoked these. So we all know what's going on. We when we were out at Cigar Vault uh the last before our when our, we had our event out there um we were pairing off. Big Scott or Yellowstone with uh, our hooligans. So that was a lot of fun. We were playing yeah, with it. Cool. We were having a good time. So we're going to fire those up um, and enjoy ourselves, dude. So this is not going to be your typical, hey, how are you, all that fun. Um, so be prepared for all the silliness. I just hope you know that.
2: <laughs> uh, getting, now we've talked. Yeah,
1: man. We just uh, talked about talking to you. The last time we talked, we were with uh, we were down at um, Wendy's with Tommy, Winty's and Tom handed us the phone and we talked to you. Is that correct? Do you remember? Yeah,
2: that? we spoke one time before. Yeah, yeah,
0: we were on the we were on the phone and <laughs> we had just got done doing a podcast with Tommy and going through. It was because that's when we had first heard about Big Skies. We sat down and um, you know he's a Scotch guy, so I had I had found that day I found that. Uh, Whatever that Japanese scotch was that had the samurai oh, yeah. head on it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. Uh, so we're sipping on that and he's going through every time he'd show up with his list of brands, he like he pulled his shooter out and he's like, You gotta try this and this and that. He had the um, the tackle box with him. And he pulled it out oh, cool. and we're we're looking through boxes and I'm like, Now what the hell is that? Like who who sends cigars with and I am not a fly fisher by any means, so I'm 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 like who the hell sends cigars with uh, those and he's like you don't know who those are I'm like I mean I've seen them on TV and you know I, I don't know what the hell they are but then we started talking about big sky and then he called you and then we went on from there um, so
1: yeah yeah because we started I told him I lived in Utah Park City well Heber just down from Park City you know, for 10 years. So I was around a lot of fishermen, guys. Um, some of the best fishing there is up there as much as I know about it, but I know what the hell a fly for fishing looks like, you know, anyway,
0: well, I do now too. So that's good. <laughs> I do. yeah, they do. make all the <laughs> little
1: feathers and stuff on them. And that's much as, much as I know, but they look cool. Box is awesome looking.
2: Yeah, that was really a big seller. Was it the one that, like, fits in your hands, or was it, like, made out of the 20-count box?
0: No, it was the one that fits in your hands.
2: Oh. Yeah. Yeah, we uh, we had a deal with Bespoke Post, at like, man's page. Mm-hmm. And uh, we made uh, like 7,000 of those.
1: Wow. So
0: and that was that, it?
2: Uh, yeah,
0: that was it. Just a single run? <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah?
2: Uh, but it was, that was... That was
1: that was a, a lot to chew off. Uh, yeah, I imagine those are a little yeah.
2: pricey. Uh, we, well, we ordered them in bulk, and then we ordered the flies in bulk, so we made money off of it. Just uh, this friend of Jess and his family, they all together, so it's pretty labor-intensive for
0: them. Yeah. <laughs> well, for whatever it's worth, they were cool as shit. Now, he wouldn't give us that box, but yeah, we got some... We got some Cryptid and Yellowstone, and everything like that, out of it. So that was that was cool. That was fun. Um, the first thing I want to ask, so how do you remember the Cryptid, mm-hmm. right? I'm gonna need you to go ahead and spill the story on your Green Goblin labeled cigar. Yeah. Okay. So I loved it. Uh, not my just 60s gauges and not not my thing, uh, but I did smoke it down at Vault. We did. We were down there one night last year, and, uh, and I'm looking at it, and, and before I even looked anything up, right, I'm like, this is fucking Green Goblin, dude. <laughs> this, this is Spider-Man, Green Goblin, you know, like, this is what this is. But then I started looking into it, and I called, you know, I, I called Tommy right away. I'm like, hey, man, what's this Green Goblin shit? Like, what is this? What's going on here? Yeah. So give us, give us that cryptid story. That'll be fun.
2: Have uh, a an idea that was that uh, was Montana themed, and so it's named after the Flathead Lake monster. And I was gonna name it the Flathead monster. And I, then I was just like, Oh, how can we make the band different? And then me and the guys on the team were talking about like, Well, what if we put the scales on the side and we really emboss the face and like made it look like freaking crazy. Um, So that's just how we designed the band, and the bandmaker popped it out, and it looked awesome. They did a really great job with it. And, yeah, I wanted to create a band that I'd never
1: seen before. Well, you nailed nailed that. That that was wicked. (laughs) Here in St. Louis, of course, we're right on the river, and Alton is just a little north of here. Uh, You know, 15, 20 minutes. Um, And they have... A legendary bird there called the pie bird have you ever heard of it no, no. well it looks a little like you're I don't know is it a bird or a guy who lives in the water whatever this is a freaking bird who lives up on these white cliffs of the Illinois River and you know it would come down and grab Indian maidens and you know the old damn weirdo story but yeah the pie saw bird has been around For a long time, and no one's ever done a cigar with the piusau bird. That's because everybody figured out it was just a bald eagle
0: (laughs) swooping into the Mississippi, or a deformed bald
1: eagle. (laughs) Yeah, Um, something. But anyway, yeah, we've got a similar guy here in uh, St. Louis, Illinois Riverway that very similar. Yeah, we. Well,
2: I was was gonna name the flathead monster, and then we uh, before the show, actually before we got the boxes printed made, we looked up uh, the flathead was trademarked by General. And so we talked to a trademark attorney and they said you can trademark it, but there's a 100% chance the General going to give you a cease and desist if you come out with SCR
0: Because of their, their flathead motor line. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah,
1: I wondered about that.
0: That's wild. Even with completely different... Li- ah, that's strange. I get it. Yeah. I that happens
1: Well, we've visited before. What's kind of going on with Big Sky right now? What's what's going on with you guys?
2: Uh, you know, we're just growing the brand. Uh, this year was our best year in sales. We increased our brick and mortar sales 126% last year. So it was pretty cool. And then... You know, we've got a good footprint down in Texas now, it was our second biggest market, growing uh, off to a really great start now this year, and then just getting ready for the show. The show's in March, so yeah. everything's going towards uh, show prep and things, all those ducks are row.
0: just make sure we're off the uh, rock and roll from the year to start. For sure. Are you guys still based in Montana?
2: We have our cigar shop in Montana, and I moved down to Texas, um, and that's where you see the Blackfoot Cigar as Texas, and Montana. Yeah. So we, moved our, we moved our fulfillment and our office out of here,
0: so that's just how that works. Okay, cool. Um, anything fun and new coming at the show, or is there a new line or extans- expansion or anything coming? And
2: we're going to have a five-pack uh, sandwich. Back of my river series come out. Uh, other than that, you know, just it was too close was between shows come out with something new. So, yeah. our next cigar is going to come out in PCA
0: 25. Okay, cool. I like that. So, PCAs and PCAs in March?
2: Yeah. That
1: is great. Huh? I think yeah. you said that yeah. is correct. Oh and fuck it's that! Dude. It's in Vegas.
0: It's in Vegas this year? New Orleans is next year, right?
1: Correct.
0: Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. They fucking. Who knows? It's probably an F1 pre that's gonna drive through the Caesar's Palace or something. That's why they moved it. Who knows? Um, I love it. Well, what um, what are you sipping on right now? I saw you a little sneak one in there on the corner there. You know, I saw you.
2: Yeah, a little mixture's right.
0: Well done, sir. Well,
1: you got a little left in there? Well, we were going to try this. We're
0: going to pour something up. We're going to get a cheers going here in a second. But
2: and what do you guys drink? Well,
1: this. Yeah. Mark grabbed this. We were up in Weston, Missouri. And uh, we're big fans of um, Holiday. Ben Holiday. Um, it's McCormick uh, Distillery. He's been around forever. But just recently they introduced a bourbon line, um, kind of a six year, and I, me personally, and a lot of the people I drink with just have really fallen in love with it. Now they brought some different variations out, it, some cast strength or whatever. But anyway, we were up there for the weekend for Christmas, and Mark grabbed some of this RY3. It's a rye whiskey, cast strength, toasted barrel finish. So we were just getting ready to give this a whirl around the block. We're gonna try it. I don't know. Um
0: all right, so this'll be this'll be a fun one. Um, what on if you on your rotation of big sky when you're smoking, what is I don't wanna necessarily say your favorite of your cigars, you know, because that could that could change time of day, right? You know what I mean? Like you're having a good day today, yeah. a bad day tomorrow, maybe changing around. What do you find yourself smoking the most and what's your favorite size in your blends? I was smoking a lot of the Cryptid and then
2: uh, after the Blackfoot release last PCM, I smoked a lot of that Blackfoot cigar.
1: Oh, I don't think we've had that, I had we, that one yet. I don't think we've had that, I one. Had that one yet. Have you seen that? No. Is that down at Vault? But The um, uh, cigar vault at Pacific? <laughs>
2: It should be
1: there at the ball. I'll find. We'll up. have to look that up next time we're down there. That's
2: yeah. a six by fifty-four toros, a Dominican stick.
0: Okay. Uh, what
2: uh, what game are you guys watching?
0: Huh? Game? Uh, what, what game are
2: you guys?
0: We're not. We're watching
1: you. Oh uh, really? <laughs> I got you on the TV. I got a seventy-five. <laughs> I got a seventy-five <laughs> inch screen TV, and it's your face on the whole thing. <laughs> I feel
0: sorry for you that sucks nah you're cute it's fine you should yeah. see you should no, see some of we have a
1: split screen th- we're on the left you're on the nah, right I'll fix that shit right now watch this I'll make his face bigger than shit
0: and <laughs> ginormous oh it didn't work Never mind. It. well we'll stay let's here let's give this anyway, R3 yeah. alright let's give it a cheers here big dog thanks for jumping on with us
2: for me Cheers, here.
0: buddy. Oh. Yeah,
2: I like this Madison cigar
0: with a rye. Uh, uh-huh. Is Madison the dark blue label? Green. Green. And dark gold. green. Green and gold label, yeah. Um, yeah. We smoke, so that's the one we smoked that day. With um, yeah. with Tommy. And Jane then. Jen blows the cigar. Or Jen. Jen, Jen. Jen, yeah. Yeah, she's she was the one she was the one that kept pushing that fucking the cryptid on me, and I'm like, I'm gonna do it, man. I just like, I literally it's nothing. I, I tell anybody that I don't smoke sixty. Ga- I just don't do it. Like it's not it's not. I never have. Twenty years. It's not my thing. I don't fucking like it. Um, woulda yeah. smoked it. That's good. So here's my question. You're going to do the Krypton in a smaller size? No. No, to, the next is going to be a different blend, different size, different, different creature. OK, cool. Nice. A so
2: different creature. That's how we're going to build that, that's how we're
0: going to build that line. So. Ah, OK. So I dig that. So we're going to get a Bigfoot. We could.
2: I want to do a cryptid from a tobacco grown country.
0: So it'd be uh, like a, we could do
2: like a Dominican, like Dominican puro.
0: Okay. What's I mean, the cryptid I mean, in the DR? Like <laughs> uh, <laughs> We're not there yet.
2: There was one that I was looking at, but then I realized after like thinking of there's already a DR cigar brand named after it, so I can't use it.
0: <laughs> no, that's I mean, a pocket I, I bomber. The art. Yeah. yeah. What uh, a... The one, the, one, the
2: one that I saw was like Logic Wapa. It's this chick that uh, goes out at night and seduces men that are uh, alley catting around from their wives and ends up killing them.
0: Nice. <laughs> yeah, but the ultimate uh, yeah, like hooker snitch. <laughs> for sure. For
2: sure. I was going to do this beautiful Dominican shake on the band and thought it'd be like a really cool stick. That I thought there was already a cigar brand name after
0: that. So i like, oh, I can't do that. Oh, uh, yeah. That's a bummer. That's cool, though. So it's, it, 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 you kind of make it a, uh, an L.E. kind of thing, but, or just a, a fun, different blend each time. You know, label change and make them collectible a little bit. That's cool. Yeah, but
2: I mean that crypt it sells out. We uh, we just got a new uh, shipment in and we already sold through half of the order.
0: So Dude, I'm I'm sure because it's the fucking Green Goblin of cigars. Right. The I'm telling you, man. Like we joke about this all <laughs> the time, Look. Every, you're, everybody's a label whore, whether you want to admit it or not, okay? Like, the first thing you, especially in alcohol and tobacco, right, you can't always just walk up and taste someone's drink and then see the bottle. You can't, no one just doesn't hand you an unwrapped cigar and then let you go look at it and see what it costs, right? So you walk into a humidor and you're bee bobbing around looking for something new and then bam, nah man, man standing right there looking at you. You're like, oh shit, I'm doing that. And then you grab it, and then and then you end up liking it, and then you're like, "Go, oh, let's keep getting more of these." You know, that's awesome. Yeah,
2: it's definitely uh, packs a packs a lot of flavor.
0: Mm-hmm. It is a bodied up cigar, that's for sure. Uh,
2: Carlos knocked it out of the park.
0: Who did? Uh, who's who's doing your guys' blending?
2: So every cigar we blend down at the factory. Um, our master blender for the Blackfoot was Chico Rivas. Um, he's in Dominican, and Carlos Sanchez is our master blender at uh,
0: is that, uh, uh, Is that the Gomez-Sanchez family? No. No? That's not It's Al's guy?
2: No, no. Uh, Carlos has a lot of sticks for C.I.
0: Oh, cool. So shit. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good account to have. I'd say. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. He's, okay. He's cool. There, there, I only know one other boutique that he rolls for and we made the introduction for him. And that's the lovely guys out
0: of Wisconsin. Oh, nice. Oh. So he does, he does all his primary, like his primary business stuff is for CI though.
2: Yeah. CI just keeps this factory
0: full. Hell yeah. That's awesome. Ah, cool. And who's your who's your Dominican blender? Uh, Chico Rivas. Chico Rivas. Chico. 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 Yeah.
2: He uh, he he blended a stick last year for Sanchez Patel called the SP1014. There was the SP1014 Love and Passion and SP1014 Black. Mm -hmm. He did the Love and Passion. It had like a red dot on the forehead. And uh, I smoked that stick and I was like, Oh, this is this is has an awesome flavor profile to it. And so we we went down to the DR, we had four visits lined up. Um, one with uh like David Garcia, he was a he used to work with Davidoff, old for them, a Legend for that. And then we did something with El Ortista and Ram and then we met with Hosis with La Isla, and then we met with Chico, and Chico's sticks and his samples, they just knocked it out of the park. Nice. The tobacco Layer La like, Isla was the like, blow second. The does a really great job, but Chico's sticks was just amazing, and then that's when we focus in on with him the rest of the trip with blending the Blackfoot. Then so we finish it up, uh, up in the States.
1: Nice. And how long does that process usually take?
2: You know, uh, we try to knock it out while we're there, but if we don't, we're not happy with the cigar. Then we'll keep working on it back in the states and mail it back. And forth. So it just kind of depends on how much work we put into it before we get it to where really we The one with Chico took a couple months.
0: Yeah, it's gotta it's gotta be a really lucky, lucky trip setting to sit in with. Tobacco is pooled, blends rolled, purritos that you're smoking on to try and figure out, you know, wrapper taste, filler taste, you know, if you're going to go harder binder, lighter binder, right? Broadleaf or Seco or whatever. Um, Have you ever nailed one in just a quick trip? Like just the tasting at that time was just fucking right. It's there and you ran with it or have they all kind of taken a little bit more than the trip allocated time?
2: They, they all take a little bit more time because you know a blender is going to pop out something, but you want to challenge them. You know? Yeah. Cause they they could they could put something together that they think would work based off the flavor profile you want, the makeup you want side of the stick. Uh, so I mean, if you wanted a cigar, you could get it done in one trip. We always want to challenge it and make it as uh, you know as perfect of the stick as we can and give it well, I, I
0: appreciate you saying that because, you know, every now and then you get that answer where it's like, well, you know that cigar you're smoking right now. We uh, we got down there and it was just great and uh, we knocked it out like that. And it's, <laughs> yeah, no, that's cool, man. Um, so here's a, here's a fun question. Uh, like I said, we don't really, we try not to ask the general interview questions because you're going to get that from everybody else. Um, not yes, sir. what... Yes, sir. Right, so. <laughs> oh, is it is it the type with the balls in one piece and the pipe in the other, or or you just got everything fucked up down there and that's why you're smiling so much? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We'll we'll find that out at the end. He got a thong on, just fucking. they all that up in there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Got rabbit fur all over mine. <laughs> <laughs> I got I got the one with the elephant ears and the trunk. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta put sand in the trunk though, cause. They but uh, all right, so not not what got you into cigars, not the first cigar that you smoked, but once you were into cigars, what was it that made you want to get into the manufacturing and production side to create your own line? What 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 got you to that point, or excited you to get to that point?
2: It was. Uh... It was an opportunity that uh, me and Jess, we'd always turn business ideas back and forth. And uh, he was smoking a cigar, like fishing one day. And he texted me, he was hey, I got a business idea. And then he called me when he got back in his service. He was like, hey, why don't we start a Montana cigar company? He's like, I've never smoked a Montana cigar. And he's like, let's do it. And so then my mind went to, he was like, that's a really cool idea. And this is just like right when like the craft brewery crack craft distilleries were like going full bore you know just like balls to the wall i was just like well alcohol and tobacco i mean they kind of follow similar trends i would think and uh you know luckily we got in in 2018 and you know we grew it paycheck by
0: paycheck and uh, it's been a grind but that's how we got into it so, did you guys did you have the shop before the brand, or was the shop after with the launch of the brand? So the the
2: shop was our first facing that we got into it was our first camp. And Stogie's is the oldest cigar shop in Montana. And what we did is we got into Stogie's and some more shops around Montana. And Pam and Scott reached out to us. The owners previous owners of said, hey, we're looking to retire. Would you be interested in buying the shop? And it, it was a great fit, an amazing opportunity. We took out an SBA loan, purchased the shop. Uh, Jess brought his mom over from North Dakota to manage the shop because uh, we were both still working full-time. And, um, you know, just how uh, that all
0: rolled out. Well, that's awesome. So. You guys were obvious. So does the fly fishing side comes from Jess?
2: Oh, uh, no. We both were fishing in the hunt.
0: Oh, OK. OK. Yeah. So is there going to... Sorry, go ahead.
2: Sorry. Oh, uh, just at that time, he was back home in Billings. And I can't remember where I was at. I think I was on a project over in Dakota or Louisiana or something. But we've worked together in the past maybe don't start business ideas
1: and people would wreck us because there'd be ten of those ideas are already done. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. So are you familiar with our story at all? Uh not no you guys
2: gotta inform me.
1: Okay, so what we do, and the reason we have you on the show is is me and Mark met probably five, six years ago. And hey and we just hit it off it was like two brothers from different mothers we hit it off and um i like bourbon he likes scotch we both like cigars he was a tobaccoist i was kind of a bourbon nut and then the next thing we know um we're like hey man let's do something together so Obviously, you know, we were like, I've always wanted to do a brick and mortar or something. And he kind of wanted said, why don't we do a podcast? So we started Craft and Pure podcast. So yeah. we've been doing podcasts now for four years, at least. Yeah. And um, I don't know how many shows, 150 something shows in now. 162 published. 162. <laughs> oh, yeah. And 300 I don't know, number, there's a million but... <laughs> out there. I don't know, where are we in the top? 100 or something. We pinged 100 last year, yeah. Okay, so <laughs> we pinged top 100. So what we do is we talk about bourbon and cigars every week. We typically have never, maybe been through uh, uh, COVID, we, we get together, and we just have fun and talk about good cigars and bourbon and have a lot of fun. That's what we do. Well, we fucking like cigars, so we were like, hey, man, we should get a cigar going. So we were like, okay, well, you know, we can either put one together or, so we started talking blends and whatever and got with someone, and obviously we wanted a cigar that people weren't going to like, man, this is a piece of shit, you know, we're just a craft Imperial pedal in this cigar. So we created our first cigar and called it a Cyclops, it's kind of a... I did the artwork. I've got an art background in college. And so we it's kind of an anchor with a, a, a one-eyed skull. And we call it the Cyclops. That's our anchor cigar. And um, so now we have a full line of cigars here in St. Louis from the Cyclops to the Hooligan to the Reaper. And then we just released Spooky, which is a crazy fucking cat. And it's a uh, five and a half by five, six and a half by 54. And, um, we've had a blast with it, but we both work. I'm a contractor. I work in logistics. So and, right. um, so this has kind of been our side hustle and we've primarily stayed here in St. Louis and through all of our local, uh, shops that we do stuff with and do podcasting with, you know, We've created this small boutique line of craft and bureau. And so now we've been with the cigar line about three oh, year- shit.
0: three yeah. Three
1: years. Maybe a little over three years.
0: Three and a half. Four this will be a fourth year.
1: Yeah. But so we're kinda, you know, deciding on what we're, you know, kinda organically gonna do with our because we're getting ready to do another line, um, called the old ones. And um we're getting ready to do some deciding on who we're going to work with on our next <laughs> series and whatever. And it's just nice to hear, but it seemed like you guys kind of you kind of grabbed the bull by the horn and, and went big real quick. We've been kind of taking it, you know, cause we only have so much time to put in this as far as travel funds and whatever. And, um, you know, it's interesting listening to what you guys have done and what we're thinking about doing.
2: Oh, that's that's,
0: that's cool. Uh, no, I remember seeing you guys' the sticks at the
2: fall. Uh, the you smoked came, Re, you smoked reaper, didn't
0: you? you? That, uh, what's the cool one you guys did with the uh, the sickle? The cross cross threaded. Uh, oh, their house blend, yeah. Yeah, yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. The cigar by house blend. So that is um that is the. San Andreas wrapper from Cyclops with the Habano wrapper from Hooligan. And then it's the Seiko binder from Hooligan with the um, Pennsylvania Broadleaf from um, Cyclops in the filler. So it's a fun little playover. They wanted they they were like, Shane asked, he's like, Can we do it? I'm like, I mean yeah, let's make it weird too. So we played with it and then brought it out and have the size done. They loved it. It was a lot of fun. Um to continue with what what Hodge is saying is, is one of the things that's really always fascinated me about you guys at Big Sky and we've talked about it is I've said this in irritation right like when we decided to start doing cigars look we're cigar smokers first we're fans man you know I don't I don't have a great grandfather somewhere that in Nicaragua that's you know got seven hectares that's been rolling tobacco for 120 years he doesn't either. You know, it's our story started, you know, between the two of us, 55 years of smoking cigars. That's where our story started, you know, like our passion for it came from that, you know. And, and I know a lot of people, even still today, you get some people that they look down on the John Huber's. They look down on. Oh, um, well, it's really John Huber now, but um you know, one of the thing I'm a I am a huge Crown Heads fan. I have been since 2014 when I first smoked a Calaveras. and uh, I mean I've got two Calaveras on tattooed on my arms. So, but um, I've always loved. It was one thing that really bled into what we've said when we talk about it. That John's always said is like when people ask, you know, it's like, hey, do you grow, roll, and blend the cigars? And it's like, no, I don't. But I work with, you know, he's fortunate enough that he's working with, you know, Pepin Garcia and Ernesto Carrillo, right? And so when, when he goes, hey, this is what I'm thinking, take my words, make it magic, create tobacco, it's two of the best that are doing it, you know? Um, so do you, but we're, we're fortunate enough, now we go through a lot of tasting, a lot of tasting. Um, half the time it comes down to, man, the blend's great, but maybe this size, or can we do it in this size, or what's our cost value going to change if we go here to here? Um, when you guys are working all of your blends, are you more in the, in the, initially in the beginning, I should ask this, were you more in the line that, that we are, the way we work with our blenders, and we taste off and taste and taste and taste, okay, this works here, can we try this, my Tolar, this size, does this work here? Was that kind of the method, or have you guys always been boot on ground in factory on trips to work the product out?
2: Uh, It's been in the factory, like uh, working with master blenders, but then from the retail aspect of it, your top moving sticks are toilets, right? So it's just like, where we thought, as far as getting into your entry to market, you want to be in sticks that are between $8 and $12 a stick, and you want to be like a toros is the most common size. Hmm. So like our river line is for Bluso, Yellowstone and, and the other four toros. Then our fun projects, like the Crypto to Gordo, to Matt Minos, that Solomon, and the professors in the deep Bone. So we wanted to have that core line that are the price correctly. So they move at that price range. They're also the best set of sticks.
0: So when did you expand the size on your river line thing? Because we're smoking Robusto on Yellowstone.
2: The second stick.
0: Ah, okay. The
2: stick actually was the bighorn. And it was a, originally, it was a, a Pennsylvania broadleaf. It was a torpedo. And, uh, the fuck happened quality. to that? <laughs> uh, it's actually, people, people post it every once in a while. You see a real oily torpedo, it's that blue label Big Sky. That's the original Bighorn. Uh, it's just the quality controlled in the torpedoes. it just they're not as consistent as we wanted them. Hmm. So that, we rebunded it to a Torah. Okay. And it's got San Andreas Raptors.
0: Nice.
1: What do you got? Hit him with something. <laughs> I don't. I was just like, I was just really interested in how you guys came to fruition. How, when was your start? How long have you guys been in it at this point?
2: Uh, summer, of, uh, summer of 18. Uh, we're right there.
1: Yeah, it's about the same the same uh, time frame it's just I guess for us it's just a matter of um, shit or get off the pie because we've done I mean when we first started we were bringing in packs of cigars we're labeling them boxing them we're doing everything ourselves And um, finally, I said to Mark, I'm like, listen, we're not, I mean, we're not making any money on this. We're just making enough money to keep our line going and getting it going. And then I says, we should just start letting them do everything and get it all in here and just spend more time in in the um, brick and mortars with people and getting our line and whatever. And I mean, we just put spooky out, which is our fourth in the line. Now we've got some event cigars. Um, the Moon Tower and stuff. But, I mean, solidly just in the last three and a half years, we're just hitting a little over 40,000 cigars just for me and him just here in St. Louis. And so the, uh, um,
2: Annually, that you're pushing out? Pardon? Annually, you guys are pushing out 40 a year?
1: No, I'm just saying we started with one cigar. Yeah. And then so then that next year we would get maybe two out we've been like getting a cigar out, like, you know, just been kind of letting it organically is like, you know, Hey, we're hanging out tonight. I'm like, dude, I got an idea for another cigar and then we'll start looking for deciding on what blend. We'll start talking to the blenders and get it and blah, blah, blah. So we just, this October got our fourth core cigar out in our line.
0: Um, Yeah. and, And that was cool because we, we hit total in the four years uh forty forty thousand total rolled cigars in four years. You know. Yeah. Um, which is cool. I mean it's awesome, you know. Uh it's just
1: I mean it's awesome. We're I don't just really know what else is uh, here in St. Yeah. Louis. We're just St. Louis well, guys it's, doing You know,
0: it's it's fun to talk and it's really, really fun to, to talk with you, Brandon, because you like you said, you were working. You I mean, you guys were still and, and have you forget have you guys have you guys gone full tobacco now?
2: So, I went full Big Sky last September. Okay. I, w- I was on a project in Michigan, and uh, the reason why we transferred down to Texas, just got transferred down to Houston. It's like, hey, do you want to go full-time Big Sky? And uh, I was, that year I'd been over the East Coast, uh, back to Wyoming, the Midwest, and I was finishing this project in Michigan and just get done with it. And I was like, yeah, you know what, I'm tired of... Uh, working for somebody else, let's, let's, see, let's see if we can make Big Sky work. And just being able to focus on the business and not working for somebody else, you know, they be able to start doing a lot more gaming. And it, it helped a lot with uh, preparing for the trade show. We had our best PCA, just doing all that show prep, and then now being able to do events. Um, oh, yeah, spend yeah, we the full time with yeah, a
0: Right, so So now you're full-time, Big guy.
1: There must be a delay or something, because he always is like... Did we losing. Brandon,
0: did you mute it?
2: Can
0: you hear me? Yeah, there you go. You were muted. Uh,
2: uh, I'm actually... Um, I got a job in for an oil company at the project management side. So I'm working remotely, nice I'm still
0: doing big sky. Well that's awesome. So you still you still you still have that important the, the personal income for you. But the, the goal is obviously to go full big sky, right? I mean yeah, you know the funny the funny joke with us is we talk about all this and we go back to when we started the podcast. There was a conversation I had with him and I said, I'll go take a loan right now. We'll go buy a building. I'll open a shop down the fucking road. And he looked at me and he's like, No, let's not whoa, whoa. He, whoa. Just like that. And I was like, all right, maybe not. <laughs> but you know, the good the goal the goal is to get there. You and I I don't even know if um it's I don't know that the goal is to I, I think the goal is brick and mortar. Right? <clears throat> or the American dream. You just do something so well, somebody else comes in and says, hey, can I have that? And there's like six zeros attached to it.
2: All
0: right. You know, there's that wish. <laughs> you know, yeah. fucking generals yeah. buying everybody up. Maybe they'll come buy us up.
1: <laughs> uh, well, I think oh, if you want to... If you want to... If you want to start a brick and mortar, my thought with him was, if we spend two, three years... Um, moving ourselves around St. Louis, get our cigar line going and whatever. And then we've got a following and then we open a brick and mortar, a cigar lounge where we've got, you know, we've got liquor, we've got a lounge, we've got a humidor, we've got our line in there and we're selling other core line, uh, products. Those people already know us and they're going to come there and want to spend time with us. And then we can get people in there that we feel comfortable running our place and helping us. And then we can shoot out and maybe expand to Kansas City. And then, you know, maybe we can start doing some expansion in the Midwest and whatever. And that's kind of in the back of our minds what I was thinking would be the best thing to do rather than, you know, just do it the other way. What's the other way? I'm just opening it up. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, no, I'm busting your balls, yeah, I know, I know, I'm busting us. your balls. And like, who are these dingbats? Yeah, <laughs> so,
2: yeah uh, I mean, having that shop is huge, because, I mean, our shop in Billings is like a top account. I mean, we push, somebody comes in, like, hey, we are looking for a cigar, oh, hey, you ever tried Big Sky? You know, like, it's an easy
0: sell. I love that. So when you, so you're, you're, is your shop still there? Do you guys still own the shop? We do, yeah. Oh, nice. Okay, so is your focus in the shop, now that Big Sky is a national brand, you guys are in, how many states are you guys in now? 35. Okay, you're a national brand. All right. Um, is the shop primarily focused on Big Sky, or are you still playing across the, the, the realm of of the open market. Are you still playing with the other companies and having reps come in, et cetera, et cetera?
2: I mean, we have a great humidor. Uh, I mean, we carry Opus. Uh, We're one of two accounts in St. Montana that has Opus, we live a lot of Flente. And we try to bring in other boutiques that support boutique brands and just have a great selection for the people that come in. But, you know, we have have some great sticks and people come in
0: looking for cigars. I get that. Um, It's kind of funny, or not funny, but uh, every time we go into Cigar Vault, or one of us is in the Cigar Vault, or we're hanging out, we're looking around the humidor, um, you know, two of the the biggest bangers there are Big Sky and Craft and Puro. And it's it's awesome too because it's like I remember you sent that picture when you were down there and I know you were gonna come to our event on the first but you had to fly out right that night. Uh,
2: I can't remember it was I was on a road trip so. I was, yeah,
0: I think you yeah. were you were you were there for the you were there we were there on the next day. I knew you were gonna you yeah. said you were gonna try and be there but then Jen told us that you had you left you were go, you had to go, something or whatever. Yeah. You you guys were headed somewhere you had to go. Um, but we set up and big, big sky is always staged up in there and it, it's kind of, they've kind of become the two norms in cigar vault that you see going on is, is crowd, the and big sky. And I, I think, I think it's awesome because, um, you, what am I trying to say here? The, the way that has come around it with, with big sky, you know, I always, I always laugh a little bit when we were sitting with Tommy that day. Because I try to reference this. I'm trying to explain this to people when I talk about Tommy and presents cigars, right? You're sitting there talking. You're pouring a drink. And then he goes, oh, by the way. And shit just falls out of a bag. And he's like, yeah. So these dude, like he's talking to you like you're a stock tradesman. I love him to death. He's the best. This is this. This is that. This is that. This is this. And he opened that minnow box. We're like, no, what's that? The fucking... Yeah. The, the, the things that what is that then he goes oh then he called you and I took the phone from him and I got on the phone with you and we were we were being silly and then I was talking to you and it's just it's just cool to see the company um not come around but to to expand the way that you guys have it going man I mean it's really cool that you guys is it kind of a, a luck by chance that you and Jess both got to text at the same time I know you said he got transferred to Houston and so are you guys, where are you guys based at in Texas? Like where's your fulfillment center at, your office, where are you guys set up at? Houston area. Houston area? Okay. Yeah.
2: Well, in Texas is such a huge
0: cigar market. There's 40
2: shops
0: in Houston. Did you say 40? Yeah.
1: Oh, I don't do sh- holy shit. Just in it's Houston. In biggest, Houston. Yeah.
2: It's the fourth biggest city in the country. There's
1: probably 300 accounts in Texas. That's insane. Well, we feel pretty lucky what we've got here in St. Louis because Kansas City is it's growing a little bit, but not much. Um, St. Louis has quite a few options for cigar smokers and even lounges um, compared to what's around us. So that's amazing. What's the
0: what's the density of lounge like in Houston, like proximity to each other? 20 minutes. Okay, so that obviously you've been in the St. Louis market, you know what I'm referring to. I talk, we talk about this a lot with people that aren't familiar with St. Louis. You know, if you're, if you're at Cigar Vault for for reference, you go 25 minutes in any direction you're going to hit two, if not three lounges and, and or, or bar or cigar bars, et cetera, in any direction. And then if you go 45, there's more an hour more, etc., etc. But I didn't realize that Houston, ah, oh, fuck. You didn't become a Texans fan. Did you?
2: Uh, yeah, I am now.
0: OK, I'm going <laughs> to kick you out of here right now. Well, you know,
2: All
0: right, we'll see you in the AFC championship, playboy. Uh, I-
2: Texans have been fun to watch this year. They've been playing great. For yeah, we'll so see
1: you in the they beat, Can they beat Baltimore? Yeah, we'll find out. That'll be something if they do. Uh, if there's some,
2: There's a team that's playing for the coach. It's Houston Texans right now, I'll tell you that. Those guys love to be
0: over Yeah, well, you might beat Baltimore, but if the Chiefs take down Buffalo, there's only one inning to that story. Back-to-back champs,
1: bro. Well, if your Texans do that and we take care of Buffalo, we'll be in Kansas City here, buddy. Oh,
2: yeah. Oh,
1: yeah. Yeah, let's oh. hope it's not as fucking cold. Holy shit. That last one was cold as shit. I'm of gonna, course, I, we were here. I'm going to send you some pictures. Here. Oh,
0: yeah. We were we were here. This is our uh, Craftsville Winterfell. This is the uh, garage status. We're doing real well. You can see the heater. It's hot as shit over here, but... Yeah, but we're
1: getting electric put in. We're getting some shit. We got our... Um, Our buddies, a couple of our psychotic friends
0: went to that game. 400 level seats, mind you. Like, they're at the top of Arrowhead. Okay, they're not even, like, down low with everybody else. They were taking pictures of... They were trying to open a Bud Light or open a beer, and it would foam up, instantly would freeze down the can. Couldn't drink it. it Oh, oh, it was insane, man. Insane.
2: That that reminds me of... Back in Montana, that's awesome. Um, The one Chiefs game I went to, it was probably 2017 or 2018. I was driving through Kansas City, and uh, I was on the top of the stadium, and it was cool to go through that whole chant. And they're they're playing the Chargers. Oh! Philip Rivers Rivers did some. Ended up the, at the, end of the game. Yeah. Oh, that was 2018.
0: <laughs> Fuck the... Yeah. He had his ninth kid that year, by the way. Yeah. Know yeah. yeah. Good for him. Well,
2: it, it's uh, part of me, like, going back into work, and that was a life change for me, and like, me and my fiancé are expecting a son and kid.
0: Oh, so congrats. I,
2: thanks. I, uh, Big sky right now
0: where it's at. It was enough to support me, but it wasn't enough to support family. Well, so that's I, that's cool. Was, so, like, but you you said that you get to work remote completely. Yes. Yeah. Or you, yeah. I'm sure you have to make you know certain stops at certain times, but is it is being back working? Is it taking anything away from? Obviously not. With your growth and expectations, you're not you're not missing anything from Big Sky.
2: Uh, you know, we've developed a good. So I've been mostly doing. Last year I was doing a lot of fulfillment, and then we started entertaining, outsourcing the fulfillment, and then we were able to actually we found a person that did fulfillment out of Houston, and we met their criteria of volume that they needed to have monthly.
0: Do you want to tell us who that person is?
2: He said that he need, we needed to be moving 10006 a month. A bu- wow. Out of Houston? And, uh, oh, just nationwide. Like, for him to, to use him as a distributor. So, we were able to meet that criteria. And uh, it's really good to work with him because before that, like, I was doing the fulfillment and, like, I'd be going on a sales trip, right? And I'd get back on Sunday and I'd be packing orders on Thursday. Yeah. And I'd go back on (laughs) a sales trip. Yeah, man. (laughs) And uh, so I did that for about a year. Then finally we were able to link up with these guys. Uh,
0: That is the shake, rattle, and roll. That's what you call that.
2: Yeah. Uh, And uh, we were able to... uh, work with
0: them which has been great so now we have been focusing more on sales and developing more of the business structure oh yeah so who is the who's the entire company so you've got fulfill, fulfillment coming out of Houston so as far as the rep the, the representative status I'm gonna say rep status it sounds stupid but um, who who all is involved
2: so we have myself, and then there's uh, Adam in Montana. Uh, Brian, he's up in the Northeast, and then we have uh, brought on a, a gentleman named Brad. Uh, he just started in Texas. He just came on, and then we have uh, Cap. If you know Capital X Media, yeah. Uh, Cap brokers for us.
0: Yeah, he, he follows us. He him and him and uh him and Stone Throne are always having their. They're fun knockoffs. Yeah. yeah. Oh, for
2: sure. Yeah. They're great. They're awesome.
0: Yeah.
2: But, uh, so there's me, Cap, uh, Adam, Brian, Brad, and uh, that's it right now.
0: Who is, uh? yeah. And you guys cover, so if you've got a rep out of Texas, are you still moving around on the sales side?
2: Uh, we're tag teaming it. Oh, okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. I still uh, want to be there for support, for doing events and just building those relationships with the accounts because uh, Texas accounts really like to have relationships with, with the reps, brokers, and the principals. Right. Uh, so there's, there's that aspect of it. But then that allows me to go out and travel more across the country.
0: Dance around a a bit, expose a little more.
2: Yeah, there was times last year we had a guy last year that was helping us, named Mike, and Mike would have an event one weekend. Like when I was in uh, St. Louis or Pacific for that rodeo that same weekend, he was doing an event in San Antonio Club Humor. So it's just you almost you need somebody in Texas full time.
0: Well, shit. If you're saying there's 40 accounts in Houston, did you say 300 in the state? There's 300 or
2: 200 Accounts in Texas. At least two. <laughs> uh, he's 200 in
0: Texas. That you still need three reps? <laughs> what the fuck, right, man? Right, I mean, right. isn't isn't Texas big enough that you could fit both the Dakotas and Missouri in it?
2: <laughs> Maybe. Probably. You
0: guys still trying to secede? What are you gonna do then? <laughs>
2: yeah. I, I don't know. Nobody knows. Uh, no. Could you use more reps in Texas than just one? Uh, you probably could, but you just gotta. We'll see what happens with
0: yeah. what we got now. Yeah. Well, so I guess right? are you guys? Uh, no. Do you guys have Texas locked like Texas lockdown like you do Montana? No. No. Goal, though, yes? No, we're in,
2: 20, we're in 22 counts in Texas right now.
0: That's, so that's half of Houston. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're in five or
2: six shops in the Houston area.
0: So, all right, this will be a fun one, then. Wrap um it up. Huh? Wrap it up. All it? To what? Um... Is there any animosity between accounts in Houston? Uh, like, uh, Do you find the uh, challenging if, if one account carries you, the other won't, but this one will, that one won't? Do you run into that at all?
2: 100%. Yeah, there's some people that say they don't work with others.
0: They don't what? Compete with others. They don't. Oh. Yeah. If I've got it, you can't have it. If they've got it, I don't want it. That that kind of attitude. Well. All right, man. Thank you so much, man. This this has been awesome. Thank you for sitting in with us, dude. I right, I'm excited yeah. to see. We're excited to see what the new crypt is going to be. See Big Sky keep going, and we're all obviously going to stay in touch, man. But the next time you're uh you're back this way, or if you got a rep this way and someone's doing something, let us know.
2: Yeah. So, what what would be what would you suggest for St. Louis? For which shops would you be the ones you say I should go after? I mean, we're in the vault. I mean, obviously, Wild would be amazing. Uh, talk to the Hill. I talk to Grand Crew. Um, like, who would you say would be good fits?
0: Um, all, Crew Crew would be a good fit for
1: sure. Um, I don't think go. Hill Cigar is tough, man. Yeah. That's one, which is really weird. That's one of the only cigar places we've had. We just get cock-blocked there, uh, which we've got a lot of smokers there, and, they, we, you know, it's been rough, but everything else we're in. But, um, you know, Stanley's is another one that's kind of tough. I mean... But we could, Stanley's, we, we'd take you into
0: Stanley's, Patrick would fall, everybody, Barry'd fucking love you, Barry'd fucking love you, man. Uh, I would love to see you out at Bootleggers with Bill, his speakeasies opening soon, that's in Washington. Yeah, that would be a um, trip, Take you guys out to, to Lit, I mean, it's, it is it is the West County thing. Um,
2: that's what I meant
0: to say. I meant to say, yeah, I definitely, there is a shop in, Col- is it Collinsville, Illinois? No, oh, Columbia, Illinois. No, no, no. Uh, oh. my, the Havana. Havana Fine Squares. That's what I'm Mike. talking about. Yeah, Columbia, is it Columbia? Illinois. Sorry, Columbia. Yeah. Right across the river. I think you'd easily fit right in there. He's man. big time. And Mike protein. is, my, yeah, so, he is so boutique. Then we sat down to smoke with him. We were introducing the brand. He was getting rid of Coreline, like big name shit, and he was measuring boxes to fit ours in. Like it, you know, it. He is Coreline. Um, I think I think uh, we'll send you a list and we'll give you contacts and stuff. There's a a few, man, and some 15-20 minutes outside St. Louis that you make your trip to. I think there's some shops that you should really sit in with next time you guys are up here and talk to them, man. I can't, I can't guarantee, or we can't guarantee by any means, they're going to take the whole line. But they'll flirt with three. They'll give, they'll give it the run. They'll give it a shot. You know? Yeah, there's, there's a little bit of lag, but, you know,
2: just, I just appreciated that, guys. And uh, I, mean, I look forward to seeing
0: you next time I'm up in St. Louis. 100%, man. Thank you so very much for this. Love it, bro. We'll talk soon, brother. Be good, uh, yes. baby, man. Later, Doc. All right, guys. We will be right back with you in just a second. Stand by.
2: You're listening to Stone Tribe on the Craft & Puro podcast. Download our brand new song, Island Time, and help us raise money for United Cerebral Palsy. 25% of our profits go to help families pay for desperately needed medical equipment and procedures. Connect with Stone Tribe at stonetribemusic.com for music and the latest Stone Tribe merch.
0: All right, guys, we are back. I hope everybody enjoyed that conversation with Brandon Mart from Big Sky
1: Cigars. Um, They're fun cigars, guys. Get after them. If you can find them wherever they're at, get to them. I think We're they're a really see, unique line. If you've ever gone to a brick-and-mortar and, mortar and so saw them. It's a cool story, right? The boxes. Yeah. The, the, I'm a mountain guy, so I love the fucking whole mountain that's story, like great. the river and the cryptic and all that shit. It's amazing. It's so, something fun to try. Real
0: quick, we we did smoke during that segment uh, with Brandon. What did you think of the Yellowstone? Yellowstone. I thought it was good average cigar. It's, I a, cre- mean, it's a creamy, mild stick, right? Yeah. Like That's what I thought exactly. about it. It was a... Nice, just creamy, mellow play on it, you know. The the oh, that RY this RY three I think kind of at the end because we did that next, kind of punched it out. I'm not
1: gonna lie, this is stronger than the cigar. Yeah. Oh yeah, that was pretty good. And I'm sure that's fucking MGP, but I haven't even checked. But I would no wait doubt. Till, that's what that is. But anyway, I thought it was a good conversation. I thought it was hilarious. That when we first saw him, I was like, is this guy in fucking Montana? No, he's in Texas. And I saw like pine trees behind him. And he's in some bar in Texas. And then at the end, I couldn't even bear. I mean, he was real close to not being able. He was so foggy. The white. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, And I'm sure it's getting dark. So now all the backdrop, the cool. windows that we were seeing are now, it's dark. And, and they're on a patio, so it's probably it's bug all lights, right? Smoke. It's fucking Texas. but yeah. And I'm just so, like, we kind of called it when we called it, because I don't know if we'd have seen any much. Uh, yeah. And now with my excellent rabbit uh, airs in here, we're clear as about, look at that. I know. Look at Fantastic. that. Fantastic.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. So what we're going to do is we, we put we put out our Fox araposa Blanca's. Um, we're gonna fire these back up. Um, that was a lot of fun though. You know, it was really cool to get into, you know, another another group of guys that started the same way we did. They don't got any fucking family. They're they're just they were fly fishing guys that smoked cigars. And I gotta tell you I gotta ask you a question. Are they were military guys? No. They work okay. in oil fields. Oil fields. Yeah.
1: Oh. You know, I gotta oil ask you a question. guy those they make good
0: money. Well, you remember when we were up in Weston, I was sitting there at the bar talking to that railroad guy. For a fucking hour, the guy travels the country doing railroads, trying I think to sell they railroads.
1: Eighty to a hundred thousand a year. Well, that, you uh, need a little more than that. A that um, to launch a cigar. Do what?
0: None. Um, launch a cigar. But, um, smoke. Okay, so I've never fly-fished, right? I think fishing's fucking boring unless you're in the Pacific, and they actually let you hold the rod and pull the big fish in. I think fishing's fucking boring. Okay, forget about it. We've talked about this.
1: I, I've seen I, I, fly I'm going to say something. Am I a fisherman? Fuck yes. If I get my waders on or whatever the fuck I'm doing, I throw a line out there and I give, Woo, 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 and I get a hit and I pull in a fish. Woo! Game on, baby. I'm all fired up. But am I going to sit there all fucking, you remember the guy, uh, he was on like the Discovery Channel, um, the fisherman with the, He had, like, snarled tooth. He was, like, whatever. River monsters? River monsters. The (laughs) motherfucker's been out there for weeks. I mean, he's, like, dehydrated. He's trying to catch a fish. And you're only seeing, you know, like, 10 minutes out of him for a whole fucking week. I do not have that kind of patience. Let me tell you something, My patience level is if I don't get a snag in about 20 minutes, I'm gone.
0: If I can't fucking eat it when I catch it, it ain't worth it. No. And so you're out, and you see this. You're, you're okay. So the question I'm getting to, man. Smoking in the water. Around water sports, right? Look, we smoke a lot in the pool. We're just yeah. floating around, and we're standing on the edge of the pool. Cigars not getting wet. What happens if someone throws a ball? A ball. Splash. Someone jumps in. Splash. What are you ripping that fish out of the water? The cigar in your mouth. Lots of splashes.
1: Well, I'm sure you got, you know. Most of these guys got a whole tackle, couple cigars. One goes in the drink because you catch a big brown. And what I mean by brown, I mean, you're probably looking at a 3-foot, a 36-inch brown trout, and it's fucking massive. It would be the time of your life if you caught one. Can you eat Hell trout? Hell yeah, it's a lot of fun. Can you eat trout? Fuck yeah, it's good. What do you got fry like catfish? It's good. What? You got to fry it like catfish? Uh, what's uh, it? I don't know. I'm saying it's good eating. I'm not saying I cooked one. I'm not saying I prepared one. I'm just saying it's good eating because I've had somebody do it for me. Hmm. But anyway, yeah, it's a lot of fun. I like being in the mountains, blah, 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 but whatever. Anyway. And um, I'm really kind of surprised about the um, the cryptic is such a uh, a mainstay. It's like, well, cryptids, you know what cryptids are. Like Bigfoots
0: are cryptid. The Mothman's a cryptid. The New Jersey Devil's a cryptid. Uh, the Chupacabra's a cryptid. I don't give a fuck right? what you a, call a fucking...
1: it. I'm just saying you want a good cigar. And I've smoked two of them, at least. And I just wasn't, um, I mean, I thought maybe above average cigar. Was well, they're, it wasn't like they're I'm going to be back of... there grabbing another cryptid. Well, for me, there's a lot of flavor around them. There's a lot of big-bodied big cigar.
0: Not too strong, but I, it's a 60 ring gauge. I don't smoke 60 ring gauge cigars. Like I just, I'm not.
1: I did it once. I'm not doing it twice. I know? don't care if it's 54, 60. If it's a good cigar, I'll smoke it. But That's I'm fair. Saying, yeah, you will. I'm just like, I mean, what was that fucking muscle loader? You we. I smoked on the fucking golf course in St. same Powitzer. Yeah. That fucker was bigger than my mouth, and I loved it. It was great tobacco. It was fantastic. I enjoyed the shit out of it. It was a lot of fucking fun. Now, that's not an everyday cigar. It's not maybe a once-a-year cigar, but right. anyway, I'm just saying you want to have fun with it. And um, I think they've got a fun line. And I think if you get it in there and you talk about it, and you get some people kind of pumped on it. I think it's a good little cigar. No line. doubt at all, man. I mean, yeah. I think it's perfect for Pacific. Yeah. Um, and I think you're right. I think bootleggers, I don't think uh, Stanley's no. I mean, I'm not even so sure about crew, but bootleggers, they might find a little fit there. But then that'll be up to well, the master guy out there. Right. Big but million.
0: what we'll do is we'll get them to see the people.
1: You know, maybe we should have him come out. Me and you and Billy get wound up a little bit. Have him oh come in shit! And see me you and get you wound and up Billy. first. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he'll be naked. We don't even naked. Right? <laughs> uh, crazy man. That was fucking fun, man. Anyway, well, that was awesome. To wrap that up with uh, Big Sky Cigars, that was an awesome interview that came through. So I do enjoy that. So, what a. Uh, we're going to pour that, That's a right?
1: vintage buffalo trace, by the way. Um, that that decanter my wife got me. Go ahead, pour you one. Oh, Try yeah, that sorry. whole thing. So um, my wife got me that for one of our anniversaries in Weston, which is a nice little. It's got some buffaloes on it. And, uh, Solid, dude. That's some vintage buffalo like, trace in there. A, yeah.
0: What does vintage buffalo trace
1: mean? I means it's been in there for like three years. And I just tasted it. It's pretty damn right, tasty. to our
0: next topic? Why tinkle? I'll
1: be right back. I will. Oh. <laughs> well, without question for our Cripton Pure vendors and people who listen in um, is we're so pumped about these games. I mean, come on. You know, we're Chief fans and... Um, I think it's going to be an exciting weekend of football. And um, I don't know about Mark. Maybe we'll do some fun stuff this weekend with the show. Um, Because it's going to be a fun football weekend. Because guess what? After this, the NFL, we've got, I guess, what, four or five more weeks? And then it totally, NFL is shut down. And then we start the new UFL, UFL, United Football League. We've got the XFL and the USFL. Um, more words and stuff are coming out. Um, we got our coach back um, for the Battle Hawks, and now some of the team members are coming out. But um, I'm excited about finding out who the hell is our quarterback. Um, so then we will take uh, a lot of our show We'll go through the finishing of the Chiefs and the NFL and the Super Bowl, then into the Battle Hawks, all the way down into uh, Cinco de Mayo and into the summer. But um, anyway, still smoking on this new Fox, which is a pretty good little box press, I think. So, yeah, a lot to look forward to. You know... I, uh, I got to talk to you because I've already had a new fruition about another addition to the Black and White series. Oh, hell yeah. Um, and it all comes from the Menno um, and talking about the meadow and a lot of talk about out there about that meadow. But anyway, that'd be kind of funny because I hear something's coming here this summer, which would be pretty interesting that maybe we could introduce something that would be pretty fun. What do you mean by that? Well... I don't know if I want to do this online. I think we okay, do we'll it Okay, we don't later. have to, we'll do it. Yeah, 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 because I, I have this crazy idea already. You know how I am. All right. Anyway, about a new label, a new line, kind of a short, stubby, something like this. Right. Maybe a little piglet or something. A firecracker thing. I have thing. the name and Cheers. the design already in my fucking head.
0: All right, so. Yeah. We're gonna wrap up on this conversation. It'll take us a little bit, so you guys please enjoy this. It's gonna be a bourbon cigar conversation that just kind of hit me in there when I was
1: shaking I mean, it what off. You think of that Buffalo Trace, not too bad. Oh. <laughs> kind of right, a I'm nice, gonna, easy going.
0: That marshmallowing instead of yeah.
1: Corn. Okay, I want I want yeah, to yeah, ask this question. But we're back question. to what 80, 90
0: no, proof. But I want to ask this question. Buffalo Trace came up in a conversation uh, this past weekend, and I had people, I, I, I interjected myself into this conversation because I can't stand ignorance, it bothers me. I was listening to this guy explain that because Buffalo Trace creates product like the Weller line, like uh, Van Winkle and everything else, like E.H. Taylor and this and that, that buying Buffalo Trace is like buying Jack Daniels. Because it does not own up to what else they make. You're you're buying what funds that. So I interjected and I said, well, what does Jack Daniels make other than Jack Daniels? He goes, well, they have all kinds of expressions. I went, yeah, but what else do they make other than Jack Daniels?
1: Well, I don't know. I was like, okay, so Buffalo Trace. The, the so you're saying
0: oldest American distillery. Jack
1: Daniels distillery. What other lines do they have other than Jack Daniels? Just Jack Daniels, right? Am I? Am I? I'm sorry. Oh, there's like Black Crow or some shit, or Crow
0: Feet or whatever it is. Crow Feet, <laughs> whatever. You mean but Old it, Crow? That's maybe what I said. Crow? Whatever. I don't know. Or no, no, it's not even Old Crow. It's uh, black. it's black something. I don't it's... know. That's an black interesting stone question. Maybe. Black well, stone, maybe. Yeah. Okay. But my point is, I went. Okay, so <laughs> Buffalo Trace is the only flagship bourbon. That when it's distilled into a bottle, it's nine years old, and you can just buy Buffalo Trace for forty-five dollars, right? Yeah. You, can a, cheaper. Cheaper. you can buy a or cheaper. You could buy a nine-year-old. Uh, fuck it. What well, Eagle Rare is what seven or ten, eight, oh, ten, yeah. ten so it's a year older. That bottle could be cheaper or more expensive. Why would you stop buying Buffalo Trace because they have higher, more allocated, more precious, sought-after items? No, I would buy Buffalo Trace barrel picks. That's like saying that's like saying that you're such a Booker's Little Book fan that you won't buy Jim Beam. Wh- why? not? Yeah. Why not? Right? Or you're a Old Fitzgerald fan, so you won't buy Evan Hill Bottle and Bond. Yeah. Why not? Why? Why? why Or, you know, and you just keep doing the ors or what ifs. Why would you stop buying the namesake because they make something that you can't get to? What the fucking sense is that? Well,
1: I just think Buffalo Trace Distillery has such a wide tradition from, I mean, hell, when you look at their whole line and what they've acquired and what they now have on their properties there in, is it Frankfurt or, uh, uh, Franksburg, Berry, Kentucky. Frank Berry yeah. or Kentucky, whatever. Yeah. Anyway, they've got, you know, they got the Sazerac line. They've got uh, Colonel Taylor. They've got Weller line, the weeded bourbon. Van Winkle. Um, they've got Pappy Van Winkle and the Van Winkle line. Um, I mean, and then they've got, you know, of course, they've got weeded vodka. I mean, they've got Blantons. Um, Eagle Rare and they've got their um the collection I don't even know what Experimentals
0: the Experimentals well Experimentals Experimentals,
1: but then they've got the you know the um line (laughs) that they put out the antique collection that they put out every year oh
0: George T George C. Stagg Stagg Jr William LaRue Weller Heaven Hill no sorry William LaRue Weller George C. Stagg Stagg Jr and
1: um Hadley or what am I missing uh Hardly or Hadley, whatever the fuck that is. There's another bottle in there, but anyway. Oh, William
0: William Heaven Hill. No,
1: is no. it William? No. Well, and they got Old Rock Farms in there. You got Elmer T. Lee. Okay. I Plans. mean, I'm just my point is there's a <laughs> huge. I think you're arguing my point for me here. Right. Yeah. I'm just saying there's a huge <laughs> yeah. line, and then guess what? When you you know travel probably 30 to 45 minutes south to Heaven Hill there's a huge lineage of different stuff there as well and um right. i never really thought of that to be quite honest and jim bean even actually now has a huge uh <gasps> repertoire of bookers <gasps> little book knob creek um tu- old tub i mean it just goes on and on not to mention just the jim bean line but, I mean, it just goes on and on and on. And, I mean, that's really weird. I I really don't know. I haven't done any investigation on what, what else um, they have. I mean, that's interesting that you brought that up. I don't yep. know. I have to do a little research on that.
0: Okay, so here's the conversation I want to have before we wrap up the podcast and then we get to doing what we do. Um, we were downstairs today, and and, and you're home here. We, we were talking about stuff you're doing downstairs and the bottles and everything like that. and. Uh, insurance, things like this, right? So this question popped into my head when I was outside. And I, I, I don't even, I don't even have an answer to this. So I'm kind of asking you to see if you could formulate an answer for myself. So in one part of that conversation, we were looking at your bottled collection. And you guys have heard this forever. You could kill yourself in that basement and he'd still not run out of money with the bottles. It's fair to say, yes. You have, you have one of the most exquisite bottle collections. Oh, thank you. Anybody? Really? Oh, thank you. Thank you Uh, you very much. (laughs) Excuse me, madam. may Uh, I uh, I have uh, my uh, eggnog now, please? Thank you. (laughs) No, anyway, no, literally does, man. I mean, when you when you talk about allocated bottling and all that, he's done very well. Not even because I don't think he collects. He because we've got it. The point I'm getting. I think it's kind of like opportunity.
1: If I see something that I think. I can spend a, yes. a small amount of money and put it away for Here's a while. Maybe question. it's going to be worth something down
0: there. Not bottom. the unopened stuff. I'm not, I'm not even talking about that. When it comes to your humidor and it comes to your, your bar, your bottle, because you'll have a bar down there soon. The old cowboy bar I talk about all the time. I do have an old picture of it. I'm going to share it later. But um, the old... Cowboy bar, when you had all your bottles out, you have bottles that are open, bottles that are closed, you have stuff that sits on the shelf. Your humidor, you have things that are specifically in the bottom, boxes are still sealed, some are still sealed to the side. When you think about the value of what you have, do you separate quantitative value, what's
1: usable, versus enjoyable value? Well cigars is definitely enjoyable value because I mean that um, I've got a white igloo with everything in it right now because that's just the most consistent way to keep it consistent for me right now until I develop what I'm wanting to develop but um, the, the value of that box is enjoyable. There's nothing there that I'm holding in there expecting to sell two or three boxes for more money or whatever at some point. The the I mean and and I if I looked at it, I'm probably forty percent Tatahe, forty percent crown heads. And then the rest of it is stuff that me and you've collected along the road that we share with each other and we enjoy. And, and that's more of a podcast um, enjoyable. The the bourbon for me came to be like, hey, we gotta show we want to we want to talk about different bourbons and stuff. We were never big enough to have samples. I mean other than RD1, I think say yeah, correctly yeah. RD1 sent us samples to talk about, which was really fun. I mean, a lot of this has been purchased through me and through you giving me bottles or whatever for us to have on the show. A lot of that was like, "Well, hey, man, this can get pretty pricey." Um and I think the the gist of it was Put enough back to take care of uh, so I'm not losing money. I I would put something away for an investment uh, in covering what we needed to do to have on the show and do that. So I think the bourbon for me has been more of an investment side just to kind of cover at some point, maybe sell some of that to cover the cost of of what we've been doing for so many years. Okay,
0: so can I... And whether
1: that happens or not, I think some of it might, but others will be just my
0: favorites. So you fed me a little bit of an example, I interject real quick, right? So I feel the same way with what you're saying on the bourbon side as I do the cigar side. So look, man, I've always had a stash of cigars since we've known each other. There's never not been a time that you haven't opened a humidor and found a cigar, right? Now, that's elevated from seven... Tabletops and a fridge to an ig or not even igloos it's an Ozark fucking class thing, a stand-up, another one in my closet, two fridges. Those have always been there. But my bourbon escapades obviously started with with you and all the things that we found through that and things we've tasted on that we've liked and things we've tasted we don't like that still sit there because I'm not drinking them. I'm waiting on somebody to drink them, right? Um But when I try to value it. You know, it's like, look, man, if you you got your Denali, that Denali is worth to you what it is If someone else is going to buy it at the same fucking cost. It's a reliable vehicle. Right. It's a stunner. It's beautiful. Your dime is paid for on that piece. Your Jeeps. There's always going to be somebody that wants a fucking Jeep. Always. Always. Doesn't matter. Jeep's never going to lose it, Right. The moments that we have together, those moments are us, right? The moments we have with our friends, those moments with our friends. The events, those moments, moments that you make are moments that you make, right? But when you look at, like, solitudes, like, when I look at a cigar, I'm like, you know, I've, I've got all this tobacco. I've got so many, I won't be able to smoke in my lifetime. I, that's how much fucking tobacco I have. Right. You know, you know, you know, I'm not being funny. You've got so much, you couldn't drink that shit in a lifetime. No. Not in two, dude. You and both your sons couldn't finish that whiskey in the next 15 years. No. There's no goddamn way.
1: No right. way. Yeah. So where do you, where does the value sit, right? I think the value sets at like at some point you let part of your collection go and and you make a nice little profit. So, sealed cigar boxes, which, yep. which I have.
0: They don't hold... Do do they or don't they hold the same You would know more about that than me. No, let me finish. As your Fitz collection. Uh, Or does it depend on the... There's way more people. Way more people that... (laughs) This is where it sounds funny. If I look at my sealed box collection and what it's going to cost and I look at what it's going to cost for the bourbon... I start to think, okay, if I have them, how fast am I going to smoke them? If I know there's only a few of these, how many drinks will I have from each bottle over time, right? So
1: what equates to more or where do you place the value in more? Well, I think if you've got like, for example, you brought up the Old fits, If you have the full Old fits decanter collection since they started and you've got a bottle of each thing that came out, and you're willing to sell that to a collector, I think he is gonna pay above and beyond because he's getting it all in one fell swoop. Mm -hmm. And he's got it. So that's been going on for let's say five, six years. And he can buy the whole collection. Since, yeah. And it could be, I mean, uh, and uh, these numbers may not be correct, but I'm just saying, Does that have value? I think it does. And I mean, I've been down to Jason's House of Bourbon and I'd seen what they would sell. I was down there four years ago.
0: So I was down there three years ago and I told you what happened to me with the Elmer T bottle. Yeah, I mean,
1: they're willing to pay a lot of money, those guys who want that whole collection. So yeah, there's value in it. Now, cigars, I don't know. I think that's more... Um, you, you that, would be able to tell me like what you would sell. It, like if you had all the Las Caveras line sealed boxes, not necessarily in, um, ceramic or, uh, cellophane, but if you had unopened boxes right. of the whole Las Caveras collection, I would think to a certain collector, that would be worth. Some well,
0: work. and see, and that's where I think, I think it differs, right? I think that on the whiskey side and let's not here, let's just not escape this into bourbon. Okay. Because just in 2023. There were four bottles of Macallan 40 that were bottled in 1926. They were 40 years old in 1926. So that bottle was... 140, years old last year? Each one of those bottles sold for over $3 million apiece. Right. Okay? Or $13 million apiece. Sorry. So there's obviously always going to be a... See, the reason I think this way is cigars... You know, we talked about this a couple episodes ago with, with, when Rekker Rusty was here. And we were talking about the Davidoff Year of the Dragon release, right? And you got this humidor that's got 50 Year of the Dragons in it. The humidor is $13,000. Do you buy it? Well, it's still a sealed box sitting on a counter, right? If you got bottles, they're displayed. People can see what you have, right? It's like when, the, when, when it's snowing outside, the Rolls Royce is in the garage, When it's spring and the highs are 72 and the lows are 65, the Rolls Royce is in the lead of the driveway. Not the back of the driveway, it's right by the fucking mailbox, right? You're showing it off. When it comes to cigars, I feel like it depends on the individual because understanding of context comes into play, right? So right now, if I found someone that had two boxes of 2014 Las Calaveras, I'd give them $500 a box for it, right? But my thinking is, okay, this cigar is 10 years old. It's married together. It's not going to taste anything like it did in 14, but it's a 10 year old box of cigars. It's still sealed. You got them. When you bought that box, it cost you $163. Yeah. I'll triple your money on each box for that, that those boxes of cigars. Yeah. Right. But like we talked about earlier, you know, Old Fitzgerald 15 comes out, right? Or you you know someone that works in an industry, right? Pappy23 on an invoice is $179.88 for the bottle. Whoops, secrets out. It starts at eight fifty. Estimated retail value. Ask yeah. anybody that's ever bought a bottle of twenty-three Pappy Van Winkle, they spent more than eight hundred dollars.
1: No, you're gonna spend right now. On a 23, depending on the year, maybe anywhere from three to five grand. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So what I'm asking,
0: overall, through our our blabbering here, there's not a value that you can honestly place to tobacco or alcohol, right? I mean, it's got to be a personal level, right? Because, like, like uh, again, I would always
1: think the bourbon is going to have more value. Than Bur- always will. I want whiskey, no liquid in a bottle will always be more because valuable. Again, than we can open that bottle, right? You spend $4,000 on Pappy 23. And you put that on your shelf in your private man cave, and you're a big money guy, you drop we'll down, drink that you make for a 10 half years. million a year. And you want to throw in a, a you know, you want to spend 10 grand on your Pappy collection. And you're sharing that with your clients, yes. But you're always going to be able over the next two or three years to enjoy that 23. And I think those are the same kind of guys, if they're cigar smokers, would enjoy having in their humidor some nice stuff too. But there's also
0: that conversation you can have about, uh, you and I have enjoyed, we've opened bottles that we opened back here in 2018 right at your home in 18 we opened, we've drank from those last year you know and so I do think that whiskey will always hold up fr- because the thing about whiskey is once it's bottled as long as it's treated right I don't think it changes until you open it right,
1: right? that's exactly right
0: a cigar that you bought in 2015 Today is not the same cigar. The oils have left. Right. Right? The, the cigar has maturated. It's matured
1: itself its So maybe into you've come to form. a conclusion that, you know, your cigars at some point, you should maybe sell some of them or, you know. I don't yeah. know how many times you heard
0: me say, hey, if, it's, if you smoke one, it's the best you've ever had. Smoke another one and smoke all of them. Right. Because once the moment you have a cigar, you're like, man, that was good. Then you go, it's the best thing I've ever had. You smoke those for the next week, and you get rid of that box. That's never going to be the best thing you've had in the next five, six weeks. You know, you got to do that. So, with that, I think we nailed it. Love you, buddy. All well, uh, right, man. From the Viking, mahalo, guys. Thank you so very much. I'm going to let the Bourbon Cowboy take us out while I shut all these electronics down.
1: And, well, uh, listen,
0: man. Go ahead.
1: We're going to watch you some football. This is a big weekend, man. Uh, this is setting all up for the NFC-AFC Championship this weekend. So, from the Bourbon Cowboy, uh, go Chiefs. That's who we're we're rocking in our club. You know that. So, uh, as always, thank you for listening in. Until next time, giddy up.